death of their son. Mr. Kasich's death was shown in an online video released by Islamic State Jihadists. President Obama has described the killing as pure evil. David Cameron is sounding a warning over the state of the world economy. Writing in the Guardian newspaper, the Prime Minister says warning lights are flashing against a backdrop of instability that could threaten the UK. Taxi and private hire drivers in Aylesbury Vale could have their licence suspended under a points-totting-up system if they flout the law. Offences include vehicle defects, failing to display a licence plate and not wearing a driver's badge. The aim is to improve safety and standards and to protect passengers. These residents in Aylesbury support the initiative. I have travelled in a few taxis and it's a lot to be desired so I think that's a really good idea that they're going to be checked now on. Some of them are not worth to be on the road, the state of them. You know, they need to be checked on a regular basis and it's not just the roadworthiness, the cleanliness of the taxi as well. Yeah, it's a good idea to keep control of the taxi drivers and regulate them properly. I've always been very courteous and coming from London about half the price. The Royal Voluntary Service wants to recruit people to help over 75s when they're sent home from hospital. The organisation says elderly people are at risk of being readmitted if they're not given enough support and it's launching a campaign to draw attention to the problem. The world number one Novak Djokovic has been crowned ATP World Tour tennis champion without hitting a ball after Roger Federer withdrew yesterday injured from the final. Federer has a back injury and said it would have been too risky to play on at his age. And the weather forecast, persistent heavy rain this morning. Highs of 12 Celsius today, that's 54 in Fahrenheit. BBC Three Counties Radio News. I'll be back with more at half six. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. In a country market town in Buckinghamshire. Telling everyone about where you live. Local rugby club and that type of thing. So it's quite an interesting place really. I quite enjoy living here. All this week, we're exploring Chesham. Everybody that lives here absolutely loves the place. And full of characters. I love Chesham! The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I think I've got spiders on me. I'm sure I woke up with spiders on me, and I can feel them now, whether literally, spiritually, or otherwise. I can feel spiders crawling all over me, and I don't like it. I can't see any. Well, no, because they're baby spiders. Right. I'm sure, I'm sure I had a terrible night last night. You know I have my fingernails coming off? Yes. Well, I had another little bit of um, pulling at it. Uh. But now what I've done is I've ripped off some of the good fingernail that was attached to flesh. That's painful. That's, that was that, always going to happen. That's, that's smart. So I'm hoping that just, like, heals itself. And then I woke up. The cat comes in and she's covered in, you know, all, she's had slugs on her before. And I just woke up this morning and I, I can feel, like, ti- the tiniest baby spiders running around my body. It's awful. Take your clothes off. We'll have a look. Um... Lots coming up on the show today. Let me just have a look. What? Because I've not actually... Um... Right, here we go. Ambulance anger... Taxi cab calculations, flipping heck. That took me a while. Power cut peeves. Mm. What do they call it when it's? They all begin the same word, not androgyny. No, they they all begin with the same letter. It's um. Alliteration. No, it's um. Cheesy. That's the fella. Yes. 
And also, who the hell is in this Band-Aid record? I don't reckon... I, I only recognise Seal and the drummer from Queen. Who are these kids? All that and probably a whole lot less. Oh, and Catherine busting some moves. 08... I'm not going to give out the phone number. You don't call this early. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Here's a song you don't hear on BBC Local Radio.
that's that sorted then. Now, a Bedfordshire mother wants answers from the East of England Ambulance Service after being let down on two separate occasions. Rebecca Holder says she feels let down after paramedics either didn't turn up or took too long to arrive when her baby had seizures and stopped breathing. Well, Catherine Boyle's got more on this. What do we know about what happened? Well, at this point, we only have Rebecca's word for it because although we called the East of England Ambulance Service at three o'clock yesterday afternoon, they said that that wasn't enough time to fully ascertain what went on and they want until tomorrow. So we look forward to catching up with them then. What we know is that Rebecca's son, Theo, was 10 months old when he had a seizure and stopped breathing on the 27th of September. Now, Rebecca says this was the first time this had happened. Theo had no pre-existing conditions that might prepare her for this, so it came completely out of the blue. And as you can imagine, she was terrified. So she says she dialed 999 at 10 to 6 in the evening and explained to the operator that Theo was unconscious. In the meantime, she performed CPR and Theo regained consciousness, but she says he looked floppy and lifeless. She was told an ambulance was on its way an hour later and after more calls to the operator, the ambulance still hadn't arrived. Terrifying. What did she do next? Well, she decided that she couldn't wait any longer. She took Theo to A&E at the Luton and Dunstable Hospital herself and she says that doctors there were appalled that the ambulance hadn't attended and that all the tests and observations that should have been done by the paramedics hadn't been. And this happened again a few weeks later, didn't it? Yeah, Theo had another seizure, this time around 6 o'clock on the 13th of October, and once again Rebecca called for an ambulance, and this time it did turn up, but she says not until 57 minutes later. Okay, well that seems too long. How how long should it take for an ambulance to arrive for something like this? Rebecca says she was told by the paramedic that it should only take eight minutes to, uh, to respond, and he said he'd spoken to the operator before he arrived and asked for a rapid response vehicle to be set out in front of him. But that never came. Now, on this occasion, Rebecca was even more scared because Theo had two seizures back to back. I'm guessing that she's, um, you know, you kind of start questioning the ambulance service, don't you, after this? Well, he's had more seizures since and she says that she, she won't rely on the ambulance service anymore. She's frightened they won't turn up. So rather than dialing 999, she drives him to the L&D herself. It takes about 15 minutes. She says she feels completely let down by the East of England Ambulance Service. I'm still completely traumatised by it. I feel completely let down Um, with the ambulance service. You know, he was a 10-month-old baby and he was lifeless in my arms. I can't explain the stress and the traumatic experience it was. It was horrendous. You know, I've still got questions now. What if I couldn't bring him round? No parent should have to give CPR to their baby. But, I mean, what, what if it didn't work? That's what I'm faced with in my head. You know, what if I couldn't bring him back round? Why is he having these seizures? Do we know? We don't. Um, he's had five seizures in total since mid-October and he's been having tests to try to determine the cause, but there's no history of epilepsy in the family. The consultant, though, has said it could be a rare form of epilepsy, but it will take 18 months to diagnose. And the problem is that the doctors say they missed out on collecting important information after that first seizure because the ambulance didn't arrive and they say it's making it harder to determine the cause. The East of England Ambulance Service has got previous, hasn't it, for, for having poor response times? Yeah, back in August, the East of England Ambulance Service was fined £1.5 million pounds for poor response times and poor turnaround times at hospitals and the service was also forced to apologise after it was claimed paramedics left the body of a man next to bins while they waited for a shift change. Uh, What have they said in response to to this case? Not a lot unfortunately Um, we did give them a call yesterday, they've told us they're looking into the case and despite our best efforts they won't be putting anyone up for interview this morning. A press officer at the ambulance service told us he'd be chasing up Rebecca's complaint with the patient services department this morning after we sent details about the case. The information they already have, uh, we have to point out, because Rebecca's already given them this in phone calls and letters, and she says it's just been a struggle all the way through to get answers. Initially, when it first happened, um, there was a phone call made within 48 hours of complaint, 
um, that there was no ambulance for my son. We've sent letters. I phone them at least once a week for an update. They keep saying, you know, oh, we're still investigating, we're still investigating. Seven weeks later, we still haven't had any information back from the ambulance service at all telling us why, on two separate occasions, when my son stopped breathing, an ambulance didn't come or didn't come within the recommended time. We just haven't heard anything. I just feel like they have no responsibility for what they've put me and my family through. Andrew Salou, the MP for South West, Bed- Bev- South West Bedfordshire, has got involved, hasn't he? Yeah, and he's writing to the Chief Executive of the East of England Ambulance Trust, Dr Anthony Marsh, to ask what steps they're taking to investigate this. A very serious matter. He says he supports the work of the service, but there's obviously a problem with waiting times. Um, Anne Murray, who is the Bedfordshire CCG um, Director of Nursing and Quality, said we are seriously concerned about the level of service this family appears to have received and we will be following it up with the EEAST. Thank you very much, Boyle. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Just call about that if you want your experiences with ambulance services. I must admit that the, the times I've had to use an ambulance, not necessarily the East of England ambulance service, they've always been uh, dead prompt. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Uh, let's get the travel, shall we? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look at the roads this morning on the speed sensors, things are moving very well at the moment around the county, looking at the M40 it's moving well at the moment, but the A40 Oxford Road has a lane closed in both directions at Temple Street, and that's for roadworks, so expect some delays through there this morning. Also in High Wycombe on the A404 Marlow Hill, there's temporary lights there at Marlow Road that could cause some delays later on. And looking at Milton Keynes, it's moving well on the speed sensors and the cameras at the moment, but the A421 Standing Way has some roadworks going on around the Kingston roundabout, so expect that to get very busy later on as well. Having a look at the departure boards, there's no delays on the trains at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Right, 6.16. It is uh, Monday the 17th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Nebworth is so worried that an ambulance won't turn up when her son has a seizure, she drives him to the hospital herself. And David Cameron has warned that the world economy is being threatened by uncertainty. Is it, David? Thanks for telling us. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three. Good afternoon, welcome to the show. Local people. What's your story? Seems there's a law for them and then there's one for the press. And I disagree with what they're saying. Local views. In some cases, sort of 40% loss in value on their properties. Has Kevin Luton got it right? There is a responsibility when you're paid from the public purse. Local life. Do you want to know how much my carer's allowance goes up by every April when the tax year changes? Two quid. Roberto Peroni. And is it fair to target people on benefits? Weekdays from three. BBC Three Counties Radio. Who'd have thought such a thing would be possible here at BBC Three Counties Radio? What? What? Bro. 
is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Justin. Oh, I absolutely love this vibe. It's, w- it's one of the greatest songs ever written. Mm. It's a beautiful little riff, to, easy riff to play. Yeah. If you're with your mates, you've got some guitars. <laughs> that We always end up popping out, baby, come back. Oh. Hey, speaking of music, I was at a record fair at the weekend. Oh, I love the smell of oh, record fairs. I walked into a room, it was full of middle-aged men like myself, and then we were surrounded by vinyl, and I oh. realised I was in a swingers club. I got <laughs> out there, and I went to the record fair. The thing is, I went there last week. I was a week yeah. early. What? Yeah, I know I got there. It's in Olympia, in, uh, in Ells Court, London. I got there. I was a week early last week. I've, I've told very few people this. Wow, this y- is qu- it's quite a yeah, thing to say. I know. I got there, and, it was, um, I, and I realised I'd driven all the way to London for nothing. Anyway, uh, but I got there this week, right? Mm. Bought some great stuff. Bought some Paul McCartney. Oh, Paul McCartney. Let's have... I've got some great songs in my head. Let's have Won't Get Fooled Again by The Who. Mm-hmm. And um, let's have Paul McCartney. I think it's called A Fine Line. Yes. Yeah, great people, song. People don't get this, boss. Record fairs are such a great place to Mate. go because you can touch, you can feel. Forget the iPhone. It's keeping it real Lick. with a capital R. Fondle. I got a great record as well. You'd like it's in the boot of my car. I might dig it out if we play a long enough song. Uh, an introduction to Wayne King. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing that. He's, he's a pianist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds great. It's, it's brilliant. He's, he's this. I, I've not heard it. I just thought it was such a good cover. Um, uh, so I would like to introduce the listenership to, to Wayne King, Songs and we might play that later on. on BBC Local Radio with Ian Lee. You know it, fella. Yes. Now on to slightly more serious issues. Only slightly. New rules have been brought in to keep Aylesbury Vale's taxi and private hire drivers in line. As of this weekend, they'll get points for bad behaviour, defective vehicles and stuff like not wearing their badges, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If they rack up 12 points, they'll have their licences suspended. Dealey, you've been um, looking at a sheet of paper that contains the details. Tell yes. me more. <laughs> What's the idea behind this? Well, uh, put simply, the council want to drive up standards. See what I did there? Um, they want um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's change gear and move on. Mm, OK. Uh, they want to protect the travelling public. So taxi and private hire drivers in Aylesbury Vale uh, will be hit with penalty points if they are found to be flouting the law... Uh, or the terms of their licence, uh, drivers reaching maximum of 12 points, they will have their operating licences suspended uh, for a fixed period of time. So if they get too many points, they're going to be taken off the road. Simple what, as that. What are taxi drivers saying about this? Well, there's been a mixed response from taxi drivers in Aylesbury. Mohammed Abbas says the local authority is failing to focus on the main problem affecting their trade. The Aylesbury Council, they're not doing their job properly. They're not uh, taking care of these hackney carriages. Because all these private hire in town, they're just picking up uh, Hackney's fare from town. And council is just watching, you know, doing nothing. And in other counties, if these private hire pick up from town centre, flag down affairs from town centre, they get fined. They get charged for that. In Aylesbury, nothing like that been happening. Do you think this new scheme where drivers can be taken off the road if they tot up 12 points, will that help in that respect? Definitely. But if it's... You got to do with uh, these 12 points, depends what sort of points they're looking for. Do you have concerns that it won't be enforced? Yeah, I mean, if it's enforced in a way that for safety as well for the passengers, you know, I mean, these drivers who pick up from the streets, uh, some of them have no insurances. Not what have people in Aylesbury been saying about this, Just? Well, Aylesbury hasn't experienced the, the same problems that were encountered recently in Milton Keynes, of course, but that doesn't mean to say that local people there are entirely happy with the taxis. These people in the town voice their concerns about the local taxi services. I have travelled in a few taxis and lots of be desired, so I think that's a really good idea that they're going to be checked now on. I can't say that I've experienced anything, but I do know people that have had issues 
issues with regards to safety in taxis. They need to be regulated because you know, a lot of taxis in here I take, you know, some of them are not worth to be on the road, the state of them. You know, they need to be checked on a regular basis and it's not just the roadworthiness, the cleanliness of the taxi as well. Yeah, it's a good idea because we are using sometimes the taxi and some of them aren't, uh, give not enough good service to us. For example, sometimes you wait too much till uh, if they uh, tell you in five minutes we arrive, it's uh, coming there, you stay maybe 20 minutes. I understand they are very busy and that's why. Yeah, it's a good idea to keep control of the taxi drivers and regulate them properly. I've always been very courteous and coming from London, about half the price. But in London we get a lot of people touting for business who shouldn't be, who are not insured and vehicles that are um, not safe. Especially with younger people, if they get a pickup. They want to know that the taxi's insured and that the person in it has been CRB checked and isn't known to the police for being horrible. Well, I think we should be aware of what our um, cab drivers are up to and and if they are known to the police for being horrible, then Mm. we should know about that. And if you've had a lot to eat, then... You know, whatever that lady was saying. Yeah, I mean, you, you, of course, you would never even think about tipping a taxi driver, would you? <laughs> Get stuff. I do tip cab drivers. Do you? I don't approve of it. I think yeah. it's I think it's immoral and I think it's wrong. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I do it just because there's a lot of social pressure on my tiny little middle-class soldiers. The problem shoulders. is, here, boss, every single town says the same thing when it comes to taxi drivers, that, yeah. that there's a lot of fair stealing going on out there. Oh. So you get the uh, different taxi ranks, suddenly people turn up around the corner and they jump into those taxis. A taxi driver mentioned it in that piece there uh, at the start saying here's a big issue as well the council have got to do something to protect us because people are nicking our fares here's something i've always wanted to do you know when you come off a, a, a flight mm. and there are those people with boards there that say mr jeffries yeah. uh, amrit singh uh, harpreet uh, mr stevens all of those kind of and they're, they're cab drivers yeah right yeah. i've always wanted to go yeah i'm, I'm harpreet yep <laughs> yep that's me yep that's me my, my name's mr amrit sting why because I want to get in their cab and live their life. You mean? Introduce this justice, the Who. Here we go, guys. Monday morning, waking up in style. This is the Who across beds, hearts, and bucks. Let's have it.
Flippinek. Right, tomorrow, Kels, tomorrow, tomorrow. Can we? How long is the long version of that? Because I, I, we, we need to play the full... I think it's like five and a half minutes. It's eight. There's, you can get one for ten minutes, 41. That's a live one. That's a bit too long. Uh, nine minutes, 20. A little bit too long. OK, nine minutes, six. Still a bit too long. 8.46. Should we go for that one? Anything like five minutes? Uh, no. Ah, we'll leave it then. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look at the speed sensors on the A405 North Orpet Road, it's getting very heavy now around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And checking the speed sensors on the motorways, the M1's looking a little bit slow on the approach to Luton at the moment from about Chelton. In Milton Keynes, the A41 Standing Way has some roadworks in place around the Kingston roundabout, so that could cause some delays later on. And generally, it's very wet outside, so take care with driving with surface spray on the roads today. On the trains, London Midland have a replacement bus service running between Watford Junction and St Albans Abbey. That's because a train's broken down, and that's making journeys around 20 minutes longer. Samantha Pruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Coming up, we'll be playing Guess Who's in Band-Aids. I don't recognise hardly none of them. Double negative. Oh, wait, 459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six with the headlines, I'm Barry Caffrey. A Bedfordshire mother feels let down by the East of England ambulance service after on two separate occasions an ambulance failed to turn up within the recommended time. As a result, Rebecca Holder now drives her son to hospital herself when her son has a seizure and stops breathing. President Obama has paid tribute to the murdered American hostage Abdul Rahman Kasig, describing him as an indomitable indomitable spirit of goodness and perseverance. His death was shown in a video released online by Islamic State. Mr Kasig's parents have said they're heartbroken. David Cameron has warned that the world economy is being threatened by uncertainty. Writing in The Guardian, the Prime Minister said growing global instability was a threat to the UK. Taxi and private hire drivers in Aylesbury Vale could have their licence suspended under a points-totting-up system if they flout the law. The aim is to improve safety and standards and to protect passengers. And the weather persistent heavy rain this morning. Highs of 12 Celsius, that's 54 in Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Football Association has been urged to lobby UEFA for a European boycott of the next World Cup unless FIFA implements meaningful reform. In an exclusive interview with the BBC, former FA chairman David Bernstein said the time has come for drastic action against the scandal-hit governing body. Bernstein also reveals that he has stood down from the anti-discrimination task force as it was ineffectual and he doesn't want to be associated with FIFA anymore. Luton Town striker Ricky Miller was the hero as the Hatters beat Tranmere 1-0 on Saturday to return to the top of League Two. Miller scored the winning goal and says his loan spell at Dover was all part of his development at Kenilworth Road. It was all part of the development process. Like obviously, I went there and and I just every game was like really important and obviously managed to do well. And um, he watched a couple of games and he, he must have been impressed and called me back. 
Stevenage manager Graham Westley says his side won't get carried away after they scored five against Cheltenham on Saturday. The Borough are now four points from the playoffs, but Westley says they'll keep their feet on the ground. I don't think anybody in that dressing room will be getting carried away. I think they know that winning is a way of life and you have to be really disciplined in yourself um, to, to continue to win. Um, if you're going to get that habit back and you're going to be successful and you're going to create trophies, then you have to do a lot of hard work and uh, we all understand that. Wickham Wanderers have an opportunity to move above Luton Town to the top of the second division. The Chairboys are at home to Burton Albion tonight and there's full commentary here on BBC Three Counties Radio. And the world number one Novak Djokovic has been crowned ATP World Tour tennis champion without hitting a ball after Roger Federer withdrew injured from the final. Federer has a back injury and said it would have been too risky to play on at his age. The British number one Andy Murray stepped in to play an exhibition match against Djokovic in London. BBC Three Counties Radio News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at seven o'clock. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let them know it's Christmas time. Tell the world. This time it's for Ebola now. Who's number seven? I don't know who any... Oh, Seal. All right. Who's number 20 then? You've got a different scoring system to me. Let's have a look. Mine's mine's a better picture, I think. Go on. It's in all the papers. The Band Aid lineup. What the hell is Sinead O'Connor doing there? I think she um, had a sleepover at Bob's the night before and it was too embarrassing to say she wasn't invited. Just because they're Irish, mate, it doesn't mean they have have sleepovers. He did say that she slept over. Oh, she slept over at my house. Maybe not quite. We were watching watching a film about the Eiffel Tower. What okay? What's Seal doing there? Again, maybe he was stopping over. I'm guessing at whose house would he stay at? Uh, Ollie Merz's. All right, okay. I don't know what YouTube Zoella's doing on there because, as far as I know, she gives advice on um, managing anxiety and makeup. Oh, she's the makeup girl. Yeah, she's nice and everything, but I'm nice and they didn't invite me. Who's Thatcher Joe on YouTube? He's another one. Who's Alfie Days on YouTube? He's another one. Who's Clean Bandit? I uh, don't know. Who's Bastille? I don't know. That's the one I was pointing at saying, who's that? It's Bastille. I don't know. Who are these people? She might know. Who are these people? Bastille, they're a band. OK. What do they sing then? What do they sing then? They sing a song. There we go. That's excellent stuff. Yeah. Who's Jessie Ware? She's a singer. I know. I'm aware of her work. Well, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran's going to be the first person ever to play solo at Wembley Stadium. Whenever I hear Ed Sheeran, I always think of Ned Sheeran. Uh, Ned Sheeran sent me a postcard once. Gary's on the line. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Ian. Oh, oh, oh. Gary, you all right? Yeah. Don't, don't sound it. I mean, do you want to talk to us about it? or? No, good morning. But, um, it's the most sarcastic good morning I've heard this morning. It sounds loaded. Oh, are, you, is that, are you loaded? Because that sounded loaded. No. Well, no. Well, well, it sounds like, I'll be honest, it sounds like he's got beef. beef. No, not at all, mate. Not at all. It's first thing in the morning, isn't it? Are we the first people you've spoken to? Yes. Are you married or have got a partner or anything? I have children. I feel sorry for them. If this is the, if this is the, the if this is the greeting they get first thing in the morn. <laughs> oh, more sarcasm, <laughs> Gary. Yes. Oh blimey! You do it, Cassie. You right? did you, that. You, you did that. You, you you pointed out the elephant in the room. Now you, he's riding it. You talk. Get off the elephant. You have the pink elephant. You talk to him because your your soft touch might um, loosen him up. Gary, what did you want to say? 
well, I just think this band-aid thing is a bit boring now, isn't it? You know, it's very talented people. Can't they come up with something new? And it got released a couple of years ago. What do you reckon they should do, like a flash it, mob or lip sync? It was at least a couple of years ago. It was a, about 30 years yeah. ago, wasn't it? No, that was the first time it was released, but I'm pretty sure they made another remake of it. They did it twice. People forget yeah. about the... Well, twice since. Guys. People forget about the Stock Aiken and Waterman version. Yeah, this is the fourth one. Yeah. The fourth one. That's what I mean. It's a bit of a drag, isn't it? What What do you think they should have done instead, Gary? I don't know. They should have just named it different, brought out a different song. Yeah. Made, made, made a whole new, you know, a new appearance of it all. Yeah, well, they've got new people in it. They've got um, Bono. Who they are. They've got oh, Bono. Bono. Yeah, Bono was in it last one. Oh, OK. They've got new people. They've got Mijur. OK, I don't know who that is. That's Mijur. All right. They've got new people. They've got Roger Taylor from Queen in it. Cool. That's good. So... They've got Chris Martins off of the Coldplay. Oh, that's good. Cool. So it sounds like you're kind of... Right. Coming round. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, just, I think they need to come out, you know, with a new song. I think we're going to do. We're going to play it, right? Do you want to introduce it, Gary, and we'll play it now? No, I don't want to introduce it. Go on, it, introduce yeah. it. Go on. Come no, on. I don't want to ruin your show, mate. Seriously. Go on, Gary. Get this, <laughs> this is Band Aid 30 with all the pop stars in the world. Go on, you introduce it. No, I'm not doing it. Go on, Gary. No. Come on, Gary. Introduce the song. No. Come on, Gary. Introduce, I won't do it. In- come on, introduce the song. No. Come on, Gary. Introduce Band Aid 30. No, I can't do it. Come on, Gary, just bad sir. I can't do it. Come on, Gary, just bad sir. I can't do it. Come on, Gary, just bad sir. I can't do it. Come on, Gary, just bad sir. Ian, I can't do it. Come on, Gary, just bad sir. No, I'm not doing it. Come on, Gary, just bad sir. Bye. Uh, one, two. Come home, brother, all is forgiven 
You can do it right now, please. So, um, uh, One Direction, I'm aware of. Yes. Um, but everyone else, I mean, uh, the, Ellie Golding, you know her. Well, I mean, yeah, Paloma, Paloma Faith. Faith. She's the like. one. That, she's got big gums. Ange- Angelique Kidjo, okay, right, yeah. Emily Sande, okay, yes. yeah, right, yeah. The Murs, we're familiar with. Uh, oh, but exactly, Ollie Murs is doing it. The other Sam Smith is doing it. I like Sam Smith. Rita Ora is doing it. Of course she is. Okay. No show without punch, is there? This time we're doing it. What are you talking about? I love Rita Ora. Yeah, but she's in everything. Good. Apart from my bed. Guess who is not doing it? Who has not done it? Uh, go on. Adele. Oh, why didn't not? Didn't answer the phone what? calls. With Ed Sheeran and One Direction signing up to Band Aid, it can boast some of the biggest young stars in modern British music and some kids off YouTube. But there is one conspicuous absence from the lineup. No, there are quite a few. Adele, 26, who's reportedly not been taking Bob Geldof's oh, calls. Oh, dearie me. The Skyfall singer, whose album 21 is on the top, uh, one of the top-selling records of all time in Britain, was said to have been asked hundreds of times but will not appear on the track because she's focusing on her family the selfish selfish wench Shane Ditchie yes actor cut from quiz by BBC after gay joke oh what was the gay joke well listen Shane Ritchie was banned from a children in need quiz for making an offensive gay joke in front of pop royalty S Club 7 the EastEnders star was in a lift with the bands Tina Barrett, Joe O'Meara and Hannah Spirit, the girls. Joe O'Meara, who's never said anything offensive. When he said, hurry up, last person in is a gay. You're well, s- yeah, well, you that's smiled. just a stupid joke. Yeah. Come on, everyone, last, po- last one in, last one in's a gay. I wouldn't find that um, an insult. S Club are gay icons. Are ba- they? Band star John Lee has come out. Has he? As has Radio 1 DJ Nick Grimshaw. Why are we bringing him into this? When did he come out? He was to host the quiz. S Club's team told B-Bosses they were no longer prepared to do the quiz with the Alfie Moon actor. I don't believe it. A a Children in Need source said, everyone in the lift was mortified. Because he said last one in the lift are gay? Is that... I need need your your, uh, tender loving direction on this, please, dear listener. Is that really... That, I mean, is it that offensive? That's a stupid joke, but if someone called me a gay, I wouldn't be offended. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. That, that so, kind of suggests you think there's something wrong with being gay. So apparently... I'm not gay. Why, why do you... Why are you? Well, that's the Im- immature reaction well, that why, I wouldn't have. Well, but why have you just made it clear to the listening public that you're not gay? I might be. Shane Ritchie apparently said... We're a little said, bit gay, aren't we? Um... Shane Ritchie apparently said to members of S Club 7 as they were getting into a lift, hurry up, last person in is a gay. I don't believe that's the reason. Well, I don't believe that's the reason either, but but let's assume that it is. 
That's not offensive, is it? Stupid. Childish. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five. I'm going to stop you there. You've taken an intake of breath. I have to go to travel. Go. Oh, I will. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's starting to queue between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 11 for Dunstable. That's also causing queues westbound on the A505 Dunstable Road approaching Junction 11. In Brickettwood on the A405 North Orbit Road, it's looking very slow around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout on the speed sensors. And also the M25 anti-clockwise is very slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Having a look at the trains and London Midland have a replacement bus service running between Watford Junction and St Albans Abbey because the train's broken down, but that's making journeys around 20 minutes longer and the London Overground is suspended between Watford Junction and Queen's Park in London because the trains broke down at Hatch End. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 6.45, it's Monday the 17th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Nebworth is so worried that an ambulance won't turn up when her son has a seizure and stops breathing, she drives him to hospital herself. Taxi and private hire drivers in Aylesbury Vale could have their licence suspended under a new points-totting-up system if they flout the, flout the law. And EastEnders actor Shane Ritchie has been booted off of Children in Need after saying to members of F- S Club 7, come on, last one in the lift is a gay. 08459 555 Let's get the weather. Here's Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, thanks very much indeed. Good morning to you. A lot of surface water out there after some heavy overnight rain. It's spinning off towards the southwest, but at the moment we still have it across all three counties. It will, though, start to clear up in the next hour or two. And then we're looking at a lot of dry weather through the day today and some brightness eventually developing, but the risk of some showers. Not too many around for our neck of the woods, but if you're travelling further afield, if you're headed further east or further to the Towards the south, uh, cater for the risk of those showers. I think for us, uh, the risk of a couple here and there, but mostly a lot of drier and brighter weather for this afternoon, so a better end to the day than the start we're having, and a top temperature of somewhere around 11 Celsius, 52 in Fahrenheit. Tonight, a lot of mist and low cloud forming, probably a bit too much wind to make it too foggy, uh, but generally a pretty grey start for the day tomorrow. A couple of showers running through in the middle parts of the day, and uh, not many of them around, but uh, staying fairly grey, a lot of dry weather for tomorrow and again a high of 11 celsius middle parts of the week risk of some showers at times uh, but generally a lot of dry and settled weather always fairly gray though and the temperatures are down a little and what we saw last week thank you very much shane richie it's the shane richie special we're going to take your shane richie stories uh, i just had uh, let me just do that just had a, a, a message through on twitter um someone who wants to remain anonymous it's scott when i worked in a picture framing shop Shane Ritchie came in to get a massive photo of himself framed. He was a right flipping what? Oh, dearie me. Came in to get a massive picture of himself framed. <laughs> oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Your Shane Ritchie stories, please. Do you want to do a story or shall I play yeah. a trail? This is an interesting one. Oh, okay. Most young couples who fail to marry. Fail to marry. Fail this to is, marry. Guess which paper this is in. Uh, yeah. Uh, are heading for a life of failed relationships and single parenthood. Yee. New research reveals the pitfalls facing 20-somethings who shun marriage in favour of cohabiting relationships. Oh, On today's young, of today's young people, only one in 20 unmarried couples with children will still be together by their firstborn's 15th birthday. Wow. Firstborn, that's an interesting uh, old-fashioned biblical term. Yes. 
So what are you saying? Well, the Daily Mail says it's a sad reminder of changing times. Only one in 20 unwed parents will stay together. Probably best they didn't get married then. Do you know what I'm saying? What? Stand and deliver! Husband's ashes to mobile phone shop to prove he's dead. Now, with the greatest of respect, unless they had DNA equipment there... That could be anyone, madam. Could be anybody, madam. A grieving widow took her late husband's ashes into a mobile phone shop to persuade staff to stop his contract. That could be anybody, madam. Literally. Maria Raybould, 56, was still receiving bills from T-Mobile after her husband, David, 57, died of cancer and was threatened with bailiffs if she didn't pay up. The day after Mr Raybould's death, her son informed the phone company which asked to see a death certificate. But after complying with their wishes, Mrs Raybould continued to receive threatening letters to tell her to pay £129 or face a downhill, uh, face a cancellation charge. She said, it's gone downhill since then. I've had texts asking if David wants to pay an extra £2.50 for broadband. Doesn't need it. No, no signal. Wow. I've been up to the shop with... Wow. I mean... 
I'm going to plough on. I've been up to the shop with the death certificate, with a letter from the crematorium, the funeral bills, even his ashes. I took in everything I could. Any joy? Yeah, they cancelled it in the end. Good, OK. Isn't well. that a relief for everybody? Yeah. yeah. Hey, they're going to resurrect the woolly mammoth. Well, they're not. Don't they could, but they might. What? They won't. They will. A 40,000-year-old mammoth carcass is so well-preserved that researchers have discovered traces of blood in it. Yikes. The discovery has further raised hopes, among small boys, that there will be enough intact DNA in the remains for the scientists to clone the animal. It is 10,000 years since the last woolly mam- mammoth roamed the earth. An autopsy of the adult female, which was found embedded in ice on a remote Siberian island last year, like off of uh, Ice Age, yeah. will be shown in a Channel 4 documentary on November this the 23rd. terrifying. Have they learnt nothing from Jacuzzi Park? We are in great peril if this beast is allowed to be created. Let's Not create the mammoth. It. I mean, they're a bit sharp on the old tusks, but they won't eat you. No, let's. they could trample a car. Let's uh, create it. They could be brought it. down by a spear. Let's create it and then let's kill it immediately and make them extinct again. Or let's contain it in a hey, park. That would be a good. That would well, be a good idea, wouldn't it? That you you reanimate these animals from the past that are extinct and allow billionaire hunters to make them extinct again. You just keep doing it. Wouldn't that be morally wrong? No, no, make no. a lot of money. No, make a lot of money. Um, hey, here's a serious story, guys. Serious. Why is this not the front? Why is this not the lead in all the newspapers and not on the front page of all the newspapers? I saw MP murder boy at VIP orgy, says victim of sex ring. Did you uh, read this at the weekend? Yeah, it was on the front page of some papers. It was on the, no, it was on the front page of the people. Uh. The people are the only... Pa- Why is this not in the news? Why is this not on the telly? I don't understand. This is a, an incredible story. Right. A victim of an alleged Westminster paedophile ring yesterday claimed he saw a Conservative MP murder a boy during well, uh, in, uh, in a horrible kind of sleazy party. I won't go into any more detail. Um, now, if this is true... If this is true, this is one guy saying it. Who knows? Um, but it's been kind of pursued by Xyro News, who I, I, I kind of, kind of, they've been right so far on pretty much everything they've said. If this is true, why is this uh, what a, a quarter of a page on page fifteen of the Daily Express? Why is this not front page news? Because people are windy, aren't they? It's one man say so, and he's talking about um, several other victims as well. He suggests that he might have seen someone be hit by a car. Yep. He alleges he was in the same room in the 80s when a 12-year-old boy was strangled by an unnamed Tory MP. It just strikes me as incredible. I don't read the people. I only know it because someone tweeted it and I, I kind of had a glimpse online. Um, the, the, uh, unless you'd seen that paper, you would, you would miss this. And, you know, those people who are considering, well, maybe there's some kind of cover-up, I'm starting to come around to think that there is some kind of cover-up going on with all kinds of horrible things. Anyway, uh, there's another story here. Uh, the Daily Mail is saying this is a bad thing. I see this as a brilliant thing, right? It's got pictures of, I don't know how many, hundreds of Romanians, right? Romanian elections bring out voters in Portsmouth. So it's loads of people who've queued up to uh, vote in the Romanian general elections in Portsmouth. With queues snaking around the block, these are the dramatic scenes as thousands, it says here, of Romanians line up to vote on British streets. Crowds thronged around polling stations in Portsmouth and London yesterday, waiting for hours to have their say in the country's presidential election. What, how dare they have an interest in politics at home? Well, this, this, th- those first two paragraphs to me... Make me think. Fair play. All right. What 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 can we learn from this? How yeah. what, what how can we use this well, to teach our, our citizens? Also, let's bear in mind that within living memory for these people, there's been a horrible horrible dictatorship in Romania. Of course, they're going to vote. They they realise how important it is to take that um, that opportunity. So instead of sneering at these, we should be going right. Okay. 
They don't even live in that country. Why are they? Why are they so interested? How do we get our young people to be interested? Then, the, then the next couple of paragraphs go on and give you the real weight of what the mail is trying to say. The pictures provide a startling snapshot of the scale of Romanian migration to the UK. Onlooker Tracy Crawford from Portsmouth said, There has been absolute pandemonium. People have parked where they liked. It's been chaos. George Small, 60, added, You could see cars parked on double yellow lines in disabled bays and parking without a permit for more than two hours. I don't think it's really about parking, is it? It's race. It, it, it's, it's veiled racism. What, what that headline should be is, Oh, aren't there a lot of them? And aren't they voting? We've got an election coming up. Is it May the 17th? Is that the date? But I don't imagine there are that many polling stations for them, so they will have had to come from elsewhere. Well, I, it says in Portsmouth and in London, so I'm guessing, what, there's two? Yeah. Uh, so they made the effort. Because they remember a dictatorship where people got killed for their beliefs. I, I can kind of get that. An onlooker at the polling station in Portsmouth said, I couldn't believe so many Romanians had turned out to vote. They clearly take politics in their own country very seriously. Well, yeah, they do. We don't in this country, so good on them. Well done, Romanians. A great example to set. 08459 555555. And if you want to be racist about it, you should be reassured that they're still interested in what's going on at home and perhaps, you know, they might go back. You got anything? I got what you got. Fifty seconds, Kath. What you got? Britain's shambolic benefit system has been further exposed by the Daily Express, page seven. Hey. After a heavy drinking former soldier, isn't that sad? Yeah. Was told he'll receive an extra weekly handout so he can buy more alcohol. I don't think so. Peter McDonald was staggered to receive a letter awarding him the additional payments because he'd not even made an application for extra help. He was told by benefits chiefs at the Labour on Doncaster Council that he'd be paid an extra nine pound six on top of his one hundred and twenty pounds a week to f- help finance his heavy drinking. Hang on a second. No, he fell into arrears with his rent. Yeah. D- so, so, so does it say on his statement, uh, 150 quid for housing benefit and uh, food, £9.6 pence for booze? Is that what it says? No, here's the letter. It- this is from Marion Bolton. Um, we can see, from the Benefits Association in Doncaster, we can see that you're struggling to pay the shortfall between your rent and housing benefit due to the large amount you spend on alcohol. We understand you spend this as you are alcohol dependent. We've decided to award you a discretionary housing payment and we'll pay you an extra £9.6 a week. Thank you, Daily Express, for being complete and utter. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40 towards London, there's a lane blocked between Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross Roundabout and Junction 3 for Loudwater. That's because of an accident involving three vehicles there. On the M1 southbound, it's queuing between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable Road, also causing queues westbound on the A505 Dunstable Road approaching Junction 11. And Bricketwood on the A405 North Orbital Road is looking very heavy now around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And on the speed sensors, the M25 is getting quite busy as well between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Having a look at the trains, the London Midlands services have a replacement bus service running between Watford Junction and St Albans because the train's broken down. Smart for BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. So, what do you want to call in about? I mean, I mean, the Band-Aid single? Do you know anybody that's in it? And those Romanian voters, they're setting a brilliant example, I think. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Seven o'clock, I'm Barry Caffrey. Bedfordshire mum let down by ambulance service. Prime Minister says world problems could threaten England and new system to monitor taxi drivers across Aylesbury Vale. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
A woman from Bedfordshire is so worried that an ambulance won't turn up when her son has a seizure and stops breathing that she drives him to hospital herself. Rebecca Holder says on two separate occasions paramedics didn't turn up or took too long to arrive. She feels badly let down by the East of England Ambulance Service. He was a 10-month-old baby and he was lifeless in my arms. I can't explain the stress. It was horrendous. We still haven't had any information back from the ambulance service at all telling us why on two separate occasions when my son stopped breathing an ambulance didn't come or didn't come within the recommended time. The East of England Ambulance Service says it's looking into this case. A nightclub in Luton could be permanently closed down by the council today. The police believe that a criminal gang is now running it. More from Lee Agnew. Following numerous complaints to BBC Three Counties Radio about financial mismanagement at the Bling nightclub, it's been claimed that the owners lost control to members of the gang. The venue in Church Street was temporarily closed last month after Bedfordshire Police raised concerns it could become the location of violence and drug use and a target for rival gangs. Luton Borough Council would decide today if the club's licence should be removed completely. The parents of the murdered American aid worker Abdul Rahman Kasig have said they're heartbroken at the death of their son. Mr Kasig's death was shown in an online video released by Islamic State jihadists. President Obama has described the killing as pure evil. Taxi and private hire vehicles in Aylesbury Vale could have their licence suspended under a points-totting-up system if they flout the law. Offences include vehicle defects, failing to display a licence plate and not wearing a driver's badge. The aim is to improve safety and standards and to protect passengers. These residents in Aylesbury support the initiative. I have travelled in a few taxis and it's a lot to be desired, so I think that's a really good idea that they're going to be checked now on. Some of them are not worth to be on the road, the state of them. You know, they don't need to be checked on a regular basis. And it's not just the roadworthiness, the cleanliness of the taxi as well. Yeah, it's a good idea to keep control of the taxi drivers and regulate them properly. I've always been very courteous and coming from London, about half the price. The Royal Voluntary Service has found that nearly 200,000 people over the age of 75 have been sent home from hospital without proper support. The organisation says that's leading to an increased chance of them needing to be readmitted and it's recruiting volunteers to help elderly people once they're at home from hospital. And the world number one Novak Djokovic has been crowned ATP World Tour tennis champion without hitting a ball after Roger Federer withdrew injured from the final. Federer has a back injury and said it would have been too risky to play on at his age. The weather forecast, persistent rain this morning. Some of the rain will be very heavy at times. Highs today of 12 Celsius. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. High quality relationship advice today from sex and relationship counsellor Katerina Jertsen. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel and your stories. From six. Three Counties Sport. With live commentary from League Two. As Wickham, host Burton. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning! 
Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. What a lot to talk about this morning. You can give us a call about any of the things that we're discussing, or if you just, you know, you've got something you, you want to say. Hey, we've had an email from Mark. Mark, we've had a good news email. Excellent. Mark says, good news, I start a job after over three years of unemployment. That's brilliant, Mark. Congratulations. Bad news is it cuts my local radio listening down. You can listen again. Good news, you can still hear our show Monday to Friday. He just can't hear anybody else's. Ah, well. Yeah, well. You got the good stuff, Mark, and well done on getting a job. Cracking work. Now... What's coming up? Ambulance anger, taxi cab calculations and power cut peeves. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. And I was... I, we, we can talk about this. I know it's, it's slightly old news, but... Um, it's in all the papers today, I guess. Is it out yet? Uh, the new Band-Aid 30. We can talk about it. I, I, I don't have a problem with them doing it. Of course I don't have a problem with them doing it. And I like Bob Geldof. Bob, Bob Geldof, um, um, when his uh, ex-wife, Paula Yates, was alive, I used to present a television show, and we used to make jokes about her and Michael Hutchins. Uh, and I was filming in, in uh, Regent Street once, and I saw Bob Geldof walking towards me, and I thought, oh, this is my, this is going to be unpleasant. He came straight towards me and went, all right, fella, good work. Enjoy your show. And he gave me a cheeky little wink, as if to say, I know what you're doing. I thought, yeah, I'm in there. So I like Geldof, I think he's good. Do you know what I really admired about him? How he took on Paula's child yep. by Michael Hutchins. I bet he's a top bloke. Uh, and well done for doing this. I'm just really disappointed by the lineup. One Direction, that's a bit of a coup. They're the biggest band in the world at the moment. But um, Bastille, I mean, Ellie Goulding, flipping No, it. no, I mean, that's the modern way. Think back, they had Bananarama, for heaven's sake. And yeah, they exactly. They sing all together at once. Bananarama were brilliant. No, they were karaoke singers. I'd see what we'll do, right? We'll get the lineup of the first one and compare and contrast with the lineup of this one, OK? Where's Le Bon? He's probably on a, on a yacht. Is that really everybody, or is that just who turned up for the early session because they were going to um, Sunday school or something after? I, they were quite young, that lot. That's everybody. No. Uh, Bono looks like he's been superimposed. Well, he turned up last, didn't he? Yeah, he was late. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's get get let's get the lineup of the first one, and we'll compare. And I'll show you just how much better the first one was compared now, to this. I think yes. that I think that you're looking through the rose-tinted spectacles of Bono. <laughs> he's got funny glasses, isn't it? He's got an eye problem. He's he's got a wee problem. No, he was. A, oh, pardon. Uh, he's got he's got a you problem. Uh, you too. Uh. No, I saw him on Graham Norton, and he asked why he had to wear his shades all the time, and actually he's got really bad uh, eye problems. So Is Bono... he got glaucoma? Is that a thing? What? Say again? Glaucoma? Glaucoma. That. Okay. So Bono says to The Edge, uh, oh, I hear you're in, in a band. Don't do the voice. Sorry? I hear you're in a band, The Edge. What's the band called? And The Edge goes, yo, Toe. Oh, where and are you he, from? And he goes, no, I know I am, but what band are you in? Yo, Toe. Oh. I know I know I am, but what band are you in? You talk, it went on for days no. until um, the two other members of uh, the band stepped in. It was neither of their bands, you know. It was the other fellas. Who's other fellas? Not Adam, the other one. Who's other fellas? Uh, band. Niall? Zayn Malik? No. I want to say Andrew. Well, go and say it. It was Andrew's band. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Who was the fourth member of you 2 Call me now. Oh, no, hang on, that's not right. That was Adam. What I meant to do, hang on, what I meant to do was this. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Now, a Bedfordshire woman says she's been badly let down by the East of England ambulance services, not just once, but twice. Rebecca Holder is demanding answers as to why she's been left waiting when her baby son suffered seizures and stopped breathing. Uh, We did contact the ambulance service yesterday. They said that they'd give us their response later on today, so hopefully we'll be able to speak to them tomorrow. But... We can speak to Rebecca now. Morning, Rebecca. Good morning. Tell me about Theo. He's, he's ten months old. Yes. Is he a bit of a handful? Um, no, no. Come on, lovely. listen. I've got I've got two young boys, Rebecca. They are a pain in the backside, aren't they? <laughs> but he's just at the stage now where he's there. We go. Everything. Yeah. Has he started? Well, I can't remember. Has he started crawling yet? Yeah, he's crawling. He's up on his feet, oh. moving around now. Because I tell you what, what, yeah, once they start walking, it gets. You, you thought you had it hard before, but in, in the past you can just leave him on the floor and do stuff. Yeah. But when, once they start moving, you're in trouble. You have to be super quick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it just gets worse and worse and worse. Anyway, so Theo sounds like a delightful, normal young boy, except he's been poorly, hasn't he? What, what, what's wrong with him? What's been going on? Um, just all of a sudden, out of the blue. Um, in September, he suffered a seizure. Um, he was completely well. Um, he just started convulsing and stopped breathing. Just completely. And So he would have been eight months then? No, no, sorry. He would have been ten months. He was ten then. months then. Right, OK. Ten months then. He'll be one on Saturday. Oh, brilliant. Oh, well, there you go. Fantastic timing. Happy birthday to him. Uh, that must have been absolutely terrifying. It, I can't even put into words... Um, how scary that was. You know, when you see your, your child. I don't know. I just, I still have flashbacks about it now. It's awful. I'm assuming you got onto 999 immediately. 999 um, immediately. Um, and I was a bit like, oh, my God. And um, I told her what happened, that um, my 10-month-old baby stopped breathing. Um, he'd convulsed, um, and he was unconscious at the time. Um, she stayed with me on the phone for about 10 minutes, talked me through what I needed to do. Um, and then she left me, and then she assured me that the ambulance was on its way. Um, and how long did you wait? We waited an hour at home with them, with Theo, and then we decided to take him in ourselves because there was still no ambulance. Had he come round by that point? Yes, he had. We'd give him CPR. And, oh, flippin' heck... Uh, and was he um, th- 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 was he kind of back to normal at that point, or was he still kind of out of it? He was still out of it. He was um, very pale um, and just limp and lifeless in our arms. He just wasn't himself at I'm, all. I'm, you know, I, th- th- I, as I say, I've got my boys four and two. Be five and three soon, uh, and I, I, you know, th- 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 when they've had injuries, that mm. you know, it's just worrying and terrifying. But to see them, to, to see the boy pass out and have a, a, a seizure, I yeah. just can't even begin to imagine what that's like. No, it was awful. So you waited for an hour. Yeah. No ambulance. No. You popped him in the car and you drove off to the hospital. Yes. What happened when you got to the hospital? Um, we rushed him straight through to um, the paediatric A and E, and they were astounded that no ambulance had arrived. Um, they couldn't, obviously, at the time, they didn't have a temperature. Um, they didn't have a heel prick test where they could tell his blood sugar levels or anything. They missed out on some really vital tests that needed to be done at the time. He got better, though? He's, yeah, he got better after 48 hours in hospital. And he came back home? And he came back home. How long till the next seizure? Um, the next seizure was about 14 days after. It was the beginning of um, October. He had another one. 
the mid, mid-October, about the 13th. And um, was it the same? Was it worse? Was it not quite as bad? Um, this time it was exactly the same, but he had two back-to-back. Oh, dear. So you phoned the ambulance again? Phoned the ambulance again. What happened this time, the second time? Um, we waited an hour. Yeah, it took um, it took fifty seven minutes. They actually turned up this time. They turned up. They were dispatched from Bedford. This ambulance mm. crew, they were lovely when they arrived, um, and they couldn't believe that we'd been waiting this long with a baby that had had two back to back seizures. Now, were you angry with the ambulance crew? Because although it's not their fault, I, you, I could completely understand why you might be frustrated when they turned up. What 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 kind of happened? Um, well, he was in his car seat. We were ready to take him again. Yeah. Um, on our own. Um, and they arrived, um, and I was kind of like, oh, you know, we've, we've waited an hour. And, and they were kind of, and they were just so apologetic. They couldn't believe that they hadn't yeah. sent a fast response car, which was what they told them to do. Is he all right in the background, Rebecca? Yeah, he's fine. Are you sure? Okay, if you need to go, then, then you need to go. Um, he's had a couple more seizures since, hasn't he? Yes, he has. He's having some tests done. Oh, man. Uh, and you're not even bothering with the ambulance anymore? No, um, it's happened twice since, and we've just taken him in ourselves. It's quicker. What have you spoken to the East of England Ambulance Service about this? Yes, um, I spoke to them seven weeks ago. Yeah, um, our complaint process started after Theo had his first seizure. Um, we we rung in and they sent us out the forms because we had to sign consent forms for Theo to act on his behalf. Yeah, which we've done. Um, and it's been seven weeks of us phoning, leaving voicemails, um, trying to chase up the report that they're meant to have done, and we haven't heard anything. Right, listen, as far as... I'm going to let you go, because I can hear he's, he's in the background, but as far as I'm aware, uh, the East of England Ambulance Service are going to talk to one, someone here at Three Counties Radio today, and I'm uh, hoping, I'm quite confident, because they normally come on and talk to us, uh, right. I'm quite confident that they'll come on tomorrow, so maybe we can get you back on tomorrow, Rebecca. Oh, that would be fantastic. Um, and we can kind of see what the next step is going to be. Uh, are you got anything nice planned for the boy's birthday? Oh, yes, we're, we're going to throw a big party for sure. him. The first birthday party is always the, the best, but the noisiest, and the, it's going to be hard work, but it's going to be wonderful. I wish you the very best of luck. Thank you so much. Um, and we'll speak tomorrow, hopefully, Rebecca. All right, thank you. Thank you, mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 03453... No, 08459. Oh, Catherine. Really? Yeah, that's the other place. We don't mention the other place when we're here, do we? No, we don't. Sorry. Start again. I don't know what it is. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. That's this place, is That's it? That's a bunch. That's not the other place. What other place? The weekend place. Don't mention the other place. Why? Don't I don't know another place. That's right. But the weekend place. No. No. Yeah. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40 towards London, there was an accident between Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross Roundabout and Junction 3 for Loudwater. That has been moved to the hard shoulder, but it is queuing through there at the moment. On the M1 southbound, there's been a, a lane that's blocked because of a breakdown between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flitting. That's making it very heavy through there at the moment, looking at the speed sensors. In Houghton Regis on Thorn Road, it's partially blocked because of an accident between the A5 and Bedford Road. And looking at the M25 on the speed sensors, anti-clockwise now it's very slow between Junction 22 for St Albans and 20 for Kings Langley. On the trains, London Midland have a replacement bus service running between Watford Junction and St Albans Abbey because the train's broken down and the London Overground is suspended between Watford Junction towards London as well because of a breakdown at Hatch End. Smart Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, thank you very much. 
7.16, it's Monday the 17th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. As you've been hearing, a woman from Bedfordshire is so worried that an ambulance won't turn up when her son has a seizure and stops breathing that she drives him to hospital herself. The parents of the American hostage murdered by Islamic State extremists have said they're heartbroken by the death of their son and incredibly proud of him. BBC Three Counties Radio. ask a question of, um, well, I'll open your microphones, girls, when she stop talking about what you're going to buy on the internet. It's already bought. What's the matter? Uh, and, but I'm asking this of you, dear listener. Now, um, Barry McCaffrey, who... Girls, by the way. Barry McCaffrey, who's doing the news today. Uh, and Barry what? He's doing the news today. Did you call him Barry, Barry McCaffrey? Is it the same as Barry Caffrey? He's doing the news today, and quite often uh, the news... Lee Agnew does this. Oxley doesn't. Oxy don't mess around. Oxy's bang, straight in there with the facts. But uh, McCaffrey and Agnew and some of the others we've had doing it, they put the weather at the end. Not, not anywhere criticism, it's just different people do different things, different strokes for different folks. He's put the weather at it. Agnew yes. does the same. Yes. I'm not reading the weather, I can't be bothered. Now, am I right in thinking, dear listener, that you don't give a stuff about the weather being read out on the radio. I'm making a huge assumption based entirely on my own prejudices that I'm not bothered. I don't want to hear the weather on the radio. And I know we have the weather people at 7.47. And that's I, interesting because they know about weather. I mean, we, I, they go on too weather, long sometimes. We have weather during the news at the top of the hour. Yep. And then we have weather at half past as well. Yeah. And then it's at quarter two. So are you saying, do you need it at quarter past? Well, I'm saying, well what I'm saying is, OK, question A, do you need it at quarter past? I right. said that. I wait. Yeah, I wait four five. I'm clarifying. I wait four five nine four, four double, double five five, five double, double five. Yeah? Do you want the weather on the radio at all? What are you pulling that face for? Is it because you just seen something on telly? Yeah. If it is, I don't want to know. People love he- hearing about the weather. Who? What people are you people um, preparing to put their clothes on? Where about the weather? Is, is that what you're watching on telly? We are here to no. inform. Yeah, well, we're also here to... to There's someone standing there at the moment, naked, not knowing what to put on, because you have decided that the weather's not important. It's going to be... So they put a vest on? Here's the thing, it's the middle of November. It'll probably be cold. I imagine it'll be damp and a bit grey. Next. Yeah, but it's been really mild recently. No! 08459 455 555. Do you care about weather? Nick? Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... The wickedly funny Anne on, on Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> Do you know who the real Anne is? Great guests. Yes, the real Anne is an amalgam of all these things. We're all multifaceted. Jasper Carrot's career spans five decades. And then you had to wear a bow tie and you had to do jokes about silly Irishmen and, and, and mother-in-laws. John Cleese is eating his microphone, aren't you, John Cleese? Mm. Great music. Ow! In fact, I don't even think it had the horn part then. Great comedy. Conversations. I always have said throughout my career, you know, you get me on board, I'll give you 100%. Have you still got it, Billy Ocean? Well, the audience seems to think I have. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Kath's got a controversial text. I have. No name on this one, and no I think names, I know why. No pack drill, yes. Why, oh, why did these parents... This is talking about um, Rebecca, and she's uh, complaining to the East of England Ambulance oh, Service yeah. because of the service that she did or didn't receive from yeah. them when her baby had a seizure. I know, mate. I just talked, spoke to her. Yeah, but 
other people are just joining us now. No, uh, what I'm doing there is resetting the stall. People have been listening since six o'clock this morning. No, they don't. They don't join EastEnders halfway no. through. No, we some of them haven't been listening since six this morning. Beg so your pudding. Definitely haven't. Some okay. of them are just rolling out of bed now. Okay. The same people who are standing there naked waiting to be told what to put on. Okay, put put some pants on for a start. Anyway, so you got a text. Why or why did these parents wait so long in the first place for an ambulance? No. Any sane parents would have gone to the hospital earlier. No, no because they still think that ambulance is going to come. No, you do that thing. It, you, right, I, should, should we go in? The, you, you do that thing. You put them in the back of the car, and then the ambulance pulls up. Yes. Or you f- you freeze. You panic. Yeah. Great point. I think it's a point from someone who maybe hasn't been there, fortunately. Oh, wait, 459 four double five five double five. Now, taxi and private hire drivers in Aylesbury Vale could have their licence suspended if they rack up points under a new penalty point system. Offences include vehicle defects, failing to display a licence plate and not wearing a driver's badge. Well, this taxi driver says the local authority is failing to focus on the main problem affecting their trade. Aylesbury Council, they're not doing their job properly. They're not uh, taking care of these hackney carriages. Because all these private hire in town, they're just picking up uh, Hackney's fare from town and council is just watching, you know, doing nothing. And in other counties, if these private hire pick up from town centre, flag down affairs from town centre, they get fined, they get charged for that. In Aylesbury, nothing like that been happening. You know, I mean, these drivers who pick up from the streets, uh, some of them have no insurances, no licences, and uh, they're just running around and the council... Not catching them or stopping them from doing it. That's basics. Well, listening to that is Conservative Councillor Judy Brandis, who chairs Aylesbury Vale District Council's Licensing Committee. Councillor, according to that driver there, you're, you're missing out on the basics. No, we're not. Um, this is an add-on. We're definitely doing the basics. We couldn't be more to do the ba- do more to do the basics. But don't forget, we have 50. Um, taxis and they are limited but we have an unlimited number of of, um, hire car vehicles absolutely unlimited Um, they obviously have to have a license um, but they we do we do definitely we're out with the police um, we have very good um, coordination with the police and we get as many as we can because we are certainly strong on this on uh, trying to find these people and and apprehending them. And that's what we concentrate on. This is a sort of sideline. This is an extra, because we find that people, they have been apprehended for this sort of thing, but it makes no difference. So we thought, well, right, well, we'll go for the point system and see how it works. You've been, you've been here before, We're haven't you? You, you had a crackdown in 2007 on taxi drivers breaking the conditions of their licences, but people are still driving around without insurance when they shouldn't be, aren't they? Well, there will be some that you miss in on any car, there'll be people who haven't paid insurance. And the police and Aylesbury Vale officers have only got so many hands or feet to get out there and follow up these people. Is this system a reaction to what's happened recently in Milton Keynes? No. No, absolutely not. Nothing to do with that at all. It's something we have been... Um, actually issuing warning letters for misdemeanours, as we call them. But this time, it's just to ensure that people during the festive period know that when they get into a taxi or hire car, that they will be safe. And we shall also be doing many more people, having many more officers and uh, police out there during the festive season to make sure that um, we catch as many as we can who are defaulting. (laughs) 
Uh, Judy, thank you very much indeed. Conservative councillor Judy Brandis. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, the original lineup versus the uh, Band Aid 30 lineup. Yes. Shall we go? Go on then. Let's see. Um, oh, Ian has uh, emailed in. Nice uh, posh lady on the radio. It's nice to have someone posh on the radio. Speak referring to uh, me, Councillor. <laughs> Get real, <laughs> mate. Okay, right. So this in Band Aid. Oh, they weren't referring to me. No, they were referring to Judy. Me. No, definitely you. So listen, Band Aid Thirty. We've right, got. We've got uh, One Direction. Great signing. Big, the biggest band in the world at the moment. I've never heard one of their songs. A lot of beards here. Um, Bastille. Yeah. No. Uh, Thatcher Joe from YouTube, Zoella from YouTube, Ellie Goulding, Paloma Faith, uh, Clean Bandit. Yeah. Um, Guy Garvey. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Angelique Kidjo. Mm. Huh? And bloke from Underworld. Flipping it. Underworld is that still a thing? Right. So that's the lineup and seal. Right. You reckon the first lineup wasn't as good? I'm going to go through the names. I think we're looking at it in rose tinties. I'm going to go through. The, there's no rose tinties involved. These are these. The, take your tinties off. Get your tinties out. <laughs> Phil Collins. Boom. Boom. Straight oh, in so there with Collins. So you like him again now, do you? Big because star. Back in the day, you thought he was a bit of a saddo. Big star. Phil Collins. Spandau Ballet. Boom. Duran Duran. Kiss it. I bet Tony Hadley's still available. Paul Weller! Boom shakalak! Admittedly. Cool and the gang! In your face! Yeah, okay. Um, You're picking and choosing. Re- re- tell me Paul that. McCartney and David Bowie! Okay. Heaven 17. Mm. Banana Rama! Uh, no, don't do it in that voice. The Banana Culture Rama. Club! Ladies and gentlemen, what, Paul McCartney, David Bowie, I'm picking some at random. Let me just pick. Four at random, right? Paul McCartney, David Bowie at random, Phil Collins and uh, uh, Paul Weller. Four completely at random. I'm going to pick four at random from this, okay? Grace Chateau, um, Zoella, Angelique Kidjo and William Farquharson. That's a real person, William Farquharson. But you're forgetting Limal. So what about Limal? And you're forgetting the other fella. I don't think Limal was in it. I think he was. I don't see Limal's name on this, mate. I remember him in the video, don't well, you? He may, have t- he may have snuck into the video, but he's the not in it. The thing is... Yes, my darling. You are right. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 four double... Sorry? Wait. Oh, I thought you'd These finished. These people are still only starting out. So no, in they 30 years' time... Well, but Phil Collins wasn't starting out. out. Boy George mate, wasn't starting out. Think that That's not everyone, though. I don't think that's everyone. No, but Rita I'm, Aura's I'm saying that, that those people have had like, an extra 30 years. OK. I'm right on this one, aren't I, Nick? Hello? 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 Yeah. Hello? Yeah, I'm listening. I'm right. Yeah, hello? Good morning. Nick? Yeah, I can hear you. Good morning. Hello? Hello, yes, I can hear you. I'm right, aren't I? About. Ah. What did you call in about? Oh, calling about the Romanian vote. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Thousands of Romanians have turned up to vote in London and Portsmouth. They're an example to us all, aren't they? Yeah. Well, the reason I called, uh, I wanted to tell you that in 2009, the um, results of the, the outcome, the outcome of the uh, election, 
was decided by the people outside the country, not the people inside the country. So inside the country, there was one winner, and when they, when they got the votes from the outside the country, the other guy won. Are you a, are you Romanian, Nick? Yeah, yeah. Is that is that true that the votes were decided? The election was decided by the people who were voting outside of the country. Not this time. Last time in two thousand and nine, you can Google it. So well. the, the 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 people outside the country actually gave the president for the next five years. What do you? Because the Daily Mail here is trying to the, the story that the Daily Mail is is telling us without actually telling us is there are too many Romanians here. The story I'm reading is Romanians have got a keen interest in how uh, their country is run and they're prepared to go and vote for it. Now, the one thing there's uh, a lot of people interested in the in the country and a lot of people want to vote and uh, they're still interested a lot in the politics. And on the other hand, when they say there's too many Romanians here, that everybody there's just exercising the right to be here. Exactly. Not, nobody is here illegally. Nobody is here. You, we got an invitation to come in. We just, we just accepted the invitation. You know, it's not, nobody came here illegally or, you know, fraudedly. Nick, listen, thank you very much indeed. It's a story the Daily Mail is trying to present it. Uh, um, they're trying to say there are too many Romanians. The story I'm reading is that Romanians care passionately about their politics. How can we learn from them? Sting! 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 Is he Romanian? He's in Band-Aid! Yes, Sting! 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 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 southbound has a lane blocked between Junction 13 for Flitwick and Junction tw- Junction 12 for Flitwick and Junction 13 for Bedford. That's causing it to be very slow through there on the speed sensors at the moment. In Houghton Regis on Thorn Road, it's partially blocked because of an accident between the A5 and Bedford Road. And on the M40 towards London, there's been an accident between the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout and Junction 3 for Loudwater, so it's queuing very heavily through there at the moment. In Watford, looking at the speed sensors, Beach and Groves looking very busy around Escort Road and the M25 anti-clockwise is queuing between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 15 for the M4. On the trains, Great Northern have 25-minute delays between Stevenage and Moorgate and also between Welling Garden City and Moorgate because of a signalling problem and London Midlands services have uh, a replacement bus service running between Watford Junction and St Albans Abbey. That's because a train's broken down. Smart Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven with the headlines. I'm Barry Caffrey. A Bedfordshire mother feels let down by the East of England ambulance service after on two separate occasions an ambulance failed to turn up within the recommended time. As a result, Rebecca Holder now drives her son to hospital herself when he has a seizure and stops breathing. The Prime Minister is warning that the world economy is in danger of succumbing to uncertainty and instability. In an article in the Guardian newspaper, the Prime Minister says this poses a real risk to the UK's recovery. The parents of the American hostage murdered by Islamic State Abdul Rahman Kasig have said his death has left them heartbroken. President Obama denounced the killing as pure evil. 
Taxi and private hire drivers in Aylesbury Vale could have their licence suspended under a new points totting up system if they flout the law. The aim is to improve safety and standards and to protect passengers. And the weather persistent rain this morning. Some of the rain will be very heavy. Highs expected of 12 Celsius today. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Football Association has been urged to lobby UEFA for a European boycott of the next World Cup unless FIFA implements meaningful reform. In an exclusive interview with the BBC, former FA chairman David Bernstein said the time has come for drastic action against the scandal-hit governing body. Bernstein also reveals that he has stood down from the anti-discrimination task force as it was ineffectual and he doesn't want to be associated with FIFA anymore. Luton Town striker Ricky Miller was the hero as the Hatters beat Tranmere 1-0 on Saturday to return to the top of League Two. Miller scored the winning goal and says he's adjusting to life at Kenilworth Road. It's obviously a massive step up, and but you, you're working hard every day. Obviously, John Steele knows what he's doing. Um, he's pushing you along at the same time, and you're, you're playing with better players. So um, it, it's, it, I just need to go out there and um, do my bit, and uh, the other players will um, set you up. Stevenage manager Graham Wesley says his side won't get carried away after they scored five against Cheltenham on Saturday. The Borough are now four points from the playoffs, but Wesley says they'll keep their feet on the ground. I don't think anybody in that dressing will be getting carried away. I think they know that winning is a way of life and you have to be really disciplined in yourself um, to to continue to win. Um, If you're going to get that habit back and you're going to be successful and you're going to create trophies, then you have to do a lot of hard work and uh, we all understand that. Wickham Wanderers have an opportunity to move above Luton Town to the top of the second division. The Chairboys are at home to Burton Albion tonight and there'll be full commentary here on BBC Three Counties Radio. And the world number one, Novak Djokovic, has been crowned ATP World Tour tennis champion without hitting a ball after Roger Federer withdrew injured from the final. Federer has a back injury and said it would have been too risky to play on. At his age, the British number one Andy Murray stepped in to play an exhibition match against Djokovic in London. BBC Three Counties Radio News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at eight o'clock. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. And I don't like it very much. Oh no, oh no. He swallowed my toe, he swallowed my toe. Oh gee, oh gee. He's up to my knee, he's up to my knee. Oh fiddle. He's reached my middle, he's reached my middle Oh heck, oh heck He's up to my neck, he's up to my neck Oh dread, oh dread He's followed by (laughs) (laughs) That's for Cherry, who's listening in hospital Morning Cherry Uh, And uh, she phoned up to say nice things about me And my team were making jokes that she was in the psych ward That was Catherine That she was high on medication That was Catherine Um, And that it was a hoax call, that was Kelly 
Well, I, I thought it was fake. Unbe- unbelievable. Good morning, Cherry. Unbe- unbelievable, isn't it, Justin? Unbelievable. And while I'm here... 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 Would you like to say good morning to all the Lucentown supporters who are giving you lots of compliments on Saturday oh. coming up to me, passing on the love? I would not. Why? I have to... Well, Dealey, oh, this what? is... What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it comes to uh, the footballs, yeah. I have to remain impartial. What with me not giving a stuff? So... What? Let's just end it there. But hang on. People were coming up to uh, me yes. and saying, can you tell Ian how much I enjoy yes. the programme? He makes me laugh on the way to work. Yes. And I'm just saying to you okay. what people were saying. This is now your opportunity, yep. live on the radio, to say a big thank you to those people, those those real men okay. who enjoy football, who tune into your programme and make the programme what it is. Okay. Uh, are okay. they all prank callers as well? No, they were real people. Oh. I was surprised as well, but yes, they are real well, the people. The thing is, Justin, if I mention all of the, the Luton Town football club fans, yeah. then I'm going to have to start thanking all the fans of real football clubs as, as well, like Watford, MK Dons, uh, and the Arsenal. Manchester United. So, I'm, I'm going to choose not to, Okay, but I'm certainly going to uh, have a little stroke of my ego later on. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah. To uh, any Luton Town supporters, uh, don't come up to me again and pass on the comps, okay? Speaking because of egos... This is what you get. I've been looking into... You know, you're talking about how brilliant the first Band-Aid was yeah, and how cr- rubbish it is now. Cracking lineup. Everyone forgets the second Band-Aid. Yeah, I know. Run through that line Go on, go on, go on. Run through the second one. <laughs> Bananarama. Oh, they were available again. Yeah. Big Fun. Yeah. Bros. <sighs> Kathy Dennis. I think she was very good, Kathy Dennis. Come on and touch me. In a minute, Just We're doing the radio. D-Mob. Yeah. Anyone? Deuce. Uh, Jason Donovan, yes. I'm it was all stock ache and I walked Waterman. Kevin Godley, Glenn Goldsmith, Kylie Minogue, the Pasadenas, Chris Rea. That's a surprise. Uh, uh, Cl- Clifford Richard, Jimmy Somerville, Sonia, Lisa Stansfield, Technotronic. I, I and wet, to... wet, wet, wet. <laughs> okay, well then, who, here's the lineup of Band Aid 20. Right, so 10 years ago, the Beddingfields, Daniel and indeed Natasha. Wow. Bono, uh, busted. Chris Martin, 10 years ago. Dido! Dizzy Rascal, Miss Dynamite Tea, um, Morchiba. <laughs> oh, it's like Morchiba. Neil Hannon, Justin Hawkins, Gramelia, Keen, Lamar, Lamar, um, Snow Patrol. Chasney. Yeah, a lot of old idiots, basically. But this lineup, Justin, you'll agree with me, it does not compare to the lineup. Of the original Band Aid. No, can, can, can I pick three names at random? Yeah, go on. Three names at random from this lineup: um, William Farquharson, <laughs> Joe Sugg, Angelique Kidjo, yeah. and Zoella. Right? Mm-hmm. Three na- four names at random. Two, from the, the, two of those people aren't singers; they're YouTubers. Exactly. Incredible. Four names at random from the original. Uh, let me just pick some at random. Paul McCartney, David Bowie, uh-huh. Phil whoa, Collins. Whoa, whoa. Paul McCartney was only on the B-side and David Bowie only on the B-side. Sorry? Whoa, 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 they whoa. weren't on the original song. What do you mean they are on the B-side? What was the B-side? The B-side was Messages. Right, and just remind me, Justin, sorry, when they sold the record, right, yeah. to raise money for uh, Ethiopia and all of that stuff, right, yeah, yeah. they split the money in half, didn't they? So the A-side went to the charity and the B-side went to the pop star's pockets. Is that what happened? Oh, no, all I'm no, saying is... all the money, the all the money, all, all the money... All the money, yeah. all the money, all the money went to Ethiopia. Yep. 
Uh, by the way, the 1989 lineup you mentioned there, only one of the original acts was on that record. That was Banana Rama. Um, here's a fact for you. Oh, yeah, fact. Uh, 1984. Yes. Uh, Band Aid. Great lineup, as you say. Sold yep. nearly 4 million copies, which kept a record off number one, which goes down in history as the biggest selling song not to make number one. That song was Wham! Last Christmas. Uh, was it? Mm. I thought it was Ghostbusters. Nope. Wham! Last Christmas at number two because of Band-Aid. It's gone down in history as the biggest-selling single in UK history not to make number one. Cool. OK, four names at random then. Phil Collins, Paul Weller, Cool and the Gang, yep. Shalimar. George Michael. No. Paul Young. What? Sting. Hey. Boy George. Yes. Status Quo. Exactly. Spandau Ballet. Oh, hang on. Boy George was only on the B side. No, he wasn't. He was on the A side. Boy George was only on the B side. I no. think he was on the A. I because remember him on him the A. The video. You see him in the video. Why don't you both look at this A side? Here's the A and here's the B. <laughs> Anyway, Just, what you got for us? Well, I was going to say, I can take this to the streets for you. I think you can talk about the lineup as much as you want to, but I'm just yeah. going to put this out there. Um, I'll be asking people's opinions later on. I don't think the lineup's that great, but I don't want to be too negative here, but I don't think people are going to rush out to buy this single. The original no. sold almost four million. They'll buy it on their telephone. Well, I just don't think people will buy it. I'm going to sound really horrible here, but I don't think people are going to be that interested in the cause. It's got well, no, it's not. The, but listen, mm. it's not the cause that people are buying it for. I don't think well, the cause are, are in this recording, are they? Pe- They'll be buying it for One it. Direction. Will they though? Yeah, yeah of course. They one Direction are massive. One Direction could sneeze and people would buy the tissue. I, uh, I follow someone who follows One Direction and they often... Uh, where's, where's that for sale? Good one, they often um, retweet uh, w- w- uh, tweets from, like, Zayn Malik, right? Yeah. And it gets retweeted 55,000 times. Harry Styles' mum, Harry Styles is in One Direction, his mum has, like, a kajillion followers on Twitter. You see? I think this... It, it, won't, it won't sell as many She's as the original. The of course it doesn't, because, because songs don't sell as much as they used to. It won't make as much as they uh, yeah, as it did because you, you records talk- don't sell for as much. It will still sell shed loads. But the original that that record sold so many copies because of the cause, correct? Because of what what people were buying into. I don't know this time. No. people are going to be. I'm just being honest. If they came out and they said, right, okay, like you mentioned last week, was it twenty five thousand older people are going to die this winter because they can't afford to heat their homes? If Geldof came out and he said, right, what we're going to do? We're, we're going to do this record. We've got a, a lineup who are coming in, and all of the money raised will be going to older people in this country. This, I guarantee you, would sell four million copies. No. I think people so, will not buy into the cause. You live in a fantasy no, world. I no, let me finish the sentence. You live in a fantasy world. Nothing is ever going to sell four million copies ever again. I don't know if it was for the right cause. No, I'm just saying. No, I... it wouldn't. Well, uh, let, can we find out, Catherine, using the power of the Googs, how many records you need to set records? This is how old we are, Justin. How many uh, downloads you need to shift to get to number one? It'll be something like... 25,000. 25,000, I'm going to say, yeah. Yep. Which is, n- records do not sell in their millions. But if there was something that you saw on television that had such an impact on you watching it... No. Like in 84, I guarantee you people would rush out and no. download that track. Nothing, there is nothing... That, un- that, that unites us as much now. We, we, we are more aware of all the things going on. Back in the day, in the 80s, we weren't quite so aware. There weren't so many channels. The, the footage that Michael Burke, Michael Burke uh, shot in Ethiopia kind of touched us all. But now yeah. we, we're used to seeing famine. We're used to seeing dead bodies. We're used to seeing war. We're used to seeing orphans. We're used to seeing dogs with wheels on the back of their bodies instead of legs. We're used to seeing all of these things. It doesn't affect us as much. I just think if there was a video on television to do with, with older people in this country, I think every single 
single person could relate to that. I think it's difficult for, for people to relate to what's going on with the Ebola crisis. I think, yes, it will go to number one. I don't doubt that for a second. But I don't think, with, with the message behind it, I don't think people are going to be rushing out to buy it. That's just my personal opinion. Catherine? Do you know what? It will stop happening. Uh, over Christmas, there won't be the usual let's stop Simon Cowell getting to number one, will there? No. It won't be some true. sort of joke record with sweary no. lyric to try and uh, <laughs> usurp it. So. Which was very funny, to be fair. How many records do we need to sell to get... 25,000. 25,000. It's nothing. Thank you, Jess. Speak to you later. Take care. Ta- we were going to have a row about something, weren't we? Yeah. Go on. And the Sainsbury's advert. Oh, yeah. This uh, is you the... haven't seen it yet, though, have you? No, I've, I'm aware of it. This is the thing where they recreate the Paul McCartney Pipes of Peace video where it's uh, the Germans and the Brits. In the trenches. It's very atmospheric. Christmas Day. They get up, they have a little kickabout. I think it's a great idea. There's no one there representing Paul McCartney. It's more about the real-life uh, football match that's become legend in this country um, and in Germany as well. They're in the trenches. You yeah. hear the eerie tones of Silent Night, then they go out breathing into the frosty air, you see that the opposition has a football, and all of a sudden they're just young lads all playing together. There's no German, there's no English, there's no British soldier in this, they're all playing together. Let them show Buy from Sainsbury's. The pipes of peace. Help them to learn songs of joy instead of burn, baby, burn. Yeah, that. Let us show them how to play the pipes of peace. You did a bit. Um, Except in this one, one of them's got a bar of chocolate in his pocket. They swap jackets. They get back into their trenches ready to blast each other's heads off again the next day. What's the beef with the advert? I think it's a a great bit of... uh, One puts his hand into the pocket, finds the... It's like the other guy's giving him a bar of chocolate for a present. Yeah. What's, what's your beef? You're saying, it's all about you're saying he should have bought him a Nintendo or something? I just no one buys Nintendos anymore. They're rubbish. I recognise that some of it's for the British Legion. Yep. What's I your beef? F- I feel funny about it. Why? It's, it's an historical thing that happened. Did Being you feel- used to sell groceries. Being, did you feel sorry when Paul McCartney did it for Pipes Peace? No, you didn't. You went, oh, actually, that's a really touching video. Because he was spreading a message. No, it wasn't. It was harmony. selling. It was shifting plastic. You were putting money in a millionaire's pocket. The same with this. It's just a re- It's a recreation of an historic... Well, so those idiots that go around on Sunday mornings in fields recreating battles, they shouldn't do it. That's what you're saying? They shouldn't do it and be sponsored by someone who sells cabbages. For goodness sakes. Oh, wait, 459 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's very slow between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flittick because of a breakdown. In Houghton Ridge, Thorn Road is partially blocked because of an accident between the A5 and Bedford Road. And on the A414 Park Street, it's looking very slow on the speed sensors at the moment around the Park Street roundabouts. On the M40 towards London, there was an accident earlier on between the High Wycombe Handicross roundabouts and Junction 3 for Loudwater, so that is still looking very slow through there towards London at the moment. And also, if you're heading in that way, the A40 Western Avenue has severe delays and accidents and it's queuing from the Denham roundabout all the way to the Savoy Circus because the traffic lights there aren't working. On the trains, Great Northern have possible 25-minute delays from Stevenage, Welling Garden City and Hartford North towards Moorgate. And, but the, on the London Midlands services, it's a normal service running again between Watford Junction and St Albans Abbey after the broken-down train earlier on. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 7.46, Monday the 17th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Bedfordshire mother feels let down by the East of England Ambulance Service after, on two separate occasions, an ambulance failed to turn up within the recommended time. 
Taxi and private hire drivers in Aylesbury Vale could have their licence suspended under a new point system if they flout the law. Coming up, let's talk about power cuts, but before that, here's the weather with Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, thanks very much indeed. Of course, we're starting with quite a bit of rain around. We're seeing some breakage actually just now. Uh, Stevenage, for instance, is uh, starting to see some drier interludes uh, around Aylesbury. There are some there as well. And it's just because the actual rain band itself spinning off towards the southwest. So an improving picture in the next little while. And then a lot of dry and fine weather around for a good deal of the day today. But there is a risk of a few showers. It looks like the bulk of the showers actually will be further out towards the east. But if you're headed a bit further afield, cater for the risk of them. For beds, hearts, and bucks at the risk of some showers but generally a lot of dry and bright weather developing and a top temperature down to what we saw last year but closer to where we should be for the time of year, somewhere around 10 or 11 Celsius. Through the night tonight with all the moist air around and uh, moist ground we're likely to see uh, quite a bit of mist and low cloud forming probably a bit too much wind to see any significant fog but it will be a pretty grey murky start tomorrow morning a lot of dry weather through the day tomorrow but from about mid-morning onwards cater for a few showers just running across us and then mostly a lot of dry weather again in the afternoon. As we get through the middle part of the week, a lot of dry and settled weather once more. Uh, no significant rain bands heading towards us. Uh, we will occasionally be talking about the risk of showers, but it'll always be fairly grey, and it looks like the temperatures are going to slide off a little as we head towards the weekend. You'll notice a bit of a cooler theme as we head towards the weekend. In the meantime, brightening up for this afternoon. iPlayer leaves on the line and... Overrunning engineering works. iPlayer being told... Your call is important to us. For the 50th time. iPlayer being kept awake by the local wildlife's nighttime activities. For the third time this week. iPlayer down this morning. King ticket number 93, just as you hear... Team number seven, come to the counter, please. BBC iPlayer, BBC Radio and TV, always there when you need Icicles on the hillside. Why did they spoil it by talking over it? iPlayer was down this morning, apparently, according to Twitter. Oh. I don't know if it fixed now. Fingers crossed. Oh, wait, 459 455. 555 is the telephone number. A Bedfordshire man is fed up with the number of times he's been without power in the last 19 years. Patrick Mackay says uh, cuts have been happening ever since he moved onto the Woodlands estate in Ampt Hill. Well, he wants it sorted once and for all, as you would, wouldn't you? Well, in a moment, we'll hear from uh, Jessica Gallagher from uh, UK Power Networks. But first of all, let's speak to Patrick. Morning, Patrick. Yes, good morning. How regular are these cuts, sir? I think too often is the short answer to that. Um, I, I'm sure we're now into double figures as regards the number of times uh, they've brought the mobile generator into sight. Oh. You know, when the, when the HP cable has gone down, and uh, you know, it usually takes them four or five hours, sometimes even longer, to uh, to mobilise this and and get it fired up. So, uh, you know, I think after 19 years, um, the, the, the hour is nigh to find a more permanent solution to these problems. But what do you think's causing it, Patrick? Well, as as a, a electrical engineer, you know, re- retired, uh, I, I happen to be knowledgeable about these things. Now, I know that uh, the substation that supplies the Woodlands Estate that is uh, supplied from a single high-voltage cable, a radial cable that comes up uh, from Malden up Snow Hill. Yeah. Now, that cable keeps developing faults, 
and I think moles could be to blame for it, you know. Moles? Yeah, moles. But, uh, you know, the the interesting thing is the cable seems to develop the fault at the same location time and time again. I mean, this time last week, the, the, the UK Power Network's repair crew were there digging a big hole in the soft earth, repairing the cable and then backfilling it all. You know, and I've just seen this happen time and time again. You know, the what problem if the, uh, is we're reliant on this single HV uh, radial cable, and every time it develops a fault, you know, we're stuffed. UK we've Power got... Networks, they're the company involved. What, what kind of response have you had from them? Um, well, uh, I wait to hear what they have to say for themselves. Well, let's find out what they have to yeah. say for themselves. Jessica Gallagher is from the UK Power Networks. What's going on, Jessica? Oh, good morning. Um, well, firstly, let me apologise, because it, it doesn't sound good enough. It's not good enough. Um... Over the years, we uh, we have invested in the network. There has been problems on there. Um, uh, sort of 19 or so years ago, there were problems on our low-voltage network, so we invested in that and we rectified that. The last couple of years, there has been problems on the high-voltage. So, again, we're investing in that. We've put in new subs... We've upgraded our substations, put in new cables, allowing for higher demands on the network. Uh, but even so, as, as Mr Mackay says they have to go onto a generator because of this single cable. So hopefully I'm coming on with some good news for them today because we have been looking at that this year um, and, um, and it looks like we should be able to, to start that work. The planning team's now looking on that to put in that extra cable. Mm-hmm. Normally when a power cut happens, we can reroute power to another cable, but, but because we haven't had that there, we have had to put them on a generator, which you know is, is uncomfortable for everybody. When's it going to be fixed? Well, it's in the planning stages, so we're working oh. on it as quickly you've had, as we You've had 19 years to plan it, Jessica. Well, we have been doing investment. I appreciate that. I do appreciate that. We have been doing investment. And earlier this year, at the substation that the customer is talking about, we actually put in some new equipment. We upgraded that, and we put in some new equipment to allow us to be able to put that new cable in. So now our planning teams are working on it. And, yeah, it does feel like a long time. Well, it, well hang on. <laughs> it does feel like a long time, because, long time because 19 years is... A very long time, isn't it? Mm. When was the last one, Patrick? Yes, yeah, so, so are you saying, Jessica, that you're planning to complete the high-voltage ring? You know, because had this been done at the outset, when this, uh, this estate was built back in the 90s, mm. we wouldn't be having this conversation just now. I know, I know, and we are looking at putting that extra cable in now. When's that going to um, be done, though? Well, as soon as we can, you know, it can take time. I'm not saying this is quick. How, well, how long? This year? There is it, will it be done this year? It can take up to uh, sort of 12 months to do. Um, but we have put in, over the years, we have been investing in our network. Rightly or wrongly, we've been trying to focus on fixing the actual power cuts themselves. So we've been investing in the network. Just and we invest £500 Jessica, million pounds a year in there. You've, you've invested £500 million pounds a year, but it, it's not worked. And for 19 years, Patrick and other residents have, you know, they don't know if they're going to get power or not. It, yes. It's terrible. Well, I mean, there's been, there's been three power cuts this year on the, on the high-voltage cable, and um, the, this last one, uh, last week, we did have to put the generator on. So we are sorry for that. Yeah, it's not good enough. And, uh, but yeah, you can't give them a date when it's going to be fixed. Do you know that what you're planning to do will definitely fix it? Well, what we're planning to do is, is um, put in that extra cable so that if the power does go off, we can reroute. He doesn't have to have the generator, and, and we can restore the power a lot quicker. Uh, than we would have, and hopefully the work that we're actually doing on the high-voltage system at the moment will help alleviate those power cuts. You know, where we see a difficulty in the network, we will always look into it and monitor it and invest in it to try and make it better. And Am I right that um, uh, uh, the, the UK Power Network's made nearly £1 billion in 2012? 
Quite possibly. Um, I don't have those figures figures to hand. OK. £939 million in 2012, and yet people like Patrick, who are paying their bills, they're not getting the, the, the service that you're paying for. Do they get a rebate? Well, no, because we're, we're oh. not the supplier there, so we, they don't pay their bills to us, uh, a portion of... of um, well, you get money for, you get money for that electricity. Is someone going to get a rebate? They should do, shouldn't they, if they're not getting the service that they're, that they're paying for? Well, our... Um, Payments are, are regulated by Ofgem, so they, we have to operate to guaranteed standards set by Ofgem. Which and uh, the guaranteed standards mean it's OK to have three power cuts a year o- over a period of 19 well, years? Well, the actual guaranteed standards are four power cuts in a year for three wow. hours or more. Um, but, uh, so, Patrick, but Patrick, you're well within, they're well within the, uh, the Ofgem uh, regulations. That must make you feel right. better. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, I have a suggestion. Um, I hope it's clean. At the, uh, the, I mentioned the substation on Aylesbury Road. Now, have UK power networks considered a permanent standby generator set because there, there is vacant land next to this substation? Mm. If they installed a permanent standby generator set, it wouldn't be an ideal solution, but it would automatically kick in as soon as the HV went down mm. and the supplies would be restored in less than a minute. You know, Jessica, let's just uh, Jessica respond, I'm, Patrick. I'm even prepared to come out of retirement to help you design oh, it. There you are. Okay, thank you for that. And I'll, cer- I'll certainly pass that on to our planning team to look at uh, so they can have a look at that. I mean, our, our main thing at the moment is that we want to sort this, and we are... Um, and we can certainly liaise with you um, if I can take your details and, and, and get our area manager to. So, Jessica, give you a call can we? Ca- are, are, you, are you coming on to say to guarantee that within 12 months this extra cable will be laid and all the problems will have stopped? Well, what I'm saying is it's in the planning stages. I can't confirm oh. anything at the moment because it is done. I know that. So, no it could take a year for them to do it. How long would the planning take? I mean, just, is this going to go on for, for more than a year? 18 months, two years, three years? It can take up to 12 months, but we can certainly come back and let you know about that. Okay. well, we look forward to speaking to you. Patrick, you happy? Well, one other thing I would like to say. Um, Most of the houses around here, they do have gas central heating, but uh, the gas central heating won't work without electricity. Mm. So essentially, no power means no heat or hot water. Mm. Now, we don't know what sort of winter is in store for us, but, uh, you know, there are elderly people, there are families with young children mm-hmm. and uh, you know, God forbid if we get sort of minus 10 degrees and mm. this happens and people have to wait 8 hours to get their heating well, Patrick, I tell you what, back on that could Patrick, have very serious consequences Patrick, if you, I tell you what, if you get any more power cuts over, uh, over the winter, will you give us a call yeah, and I'm surely. sure Jessica will be more than happy to come on and have a chat with you and explain what's going on and how it's being sorted out. Wonderful. Is that right, Jessica? Right. That's absolutely fine. Excellent yeah. stuff, thank you very much indeed. Jessica Gallagher from UK Power Network Works. Uh, and the other voice you heard there was uh, Patrick Mackay. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. You're right. Just pinch my finger with my headphones. Well, I'll, I'll be okay, I'll bear up. How did you do that? In a stupid fashion. Would, would you like to illustrate that for the uh, the boys and girls, the ladles and Yeah, I went spoons? like this. Hi, Jessica. Hello. Can I... Hey. <laughs> That's the, uh, the same noise. That's the same technique that um, they use at the start of uh, Walking on Sunshine to get that noise it, to get Katrina yeah. squeaking like that. Have we got any texts before we go to Let's have a Trav? Look. Oh, yes, we did have a text through about the Sainsbury's advert. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is the World War One thing. You've got beef with it. Well, I think it's I all right. What do you think? What you think? Don't you don't think, think it's, it's right. you don't think it's cynical and cold, do you? An yeah. adverti- advertising yeah. campaign. I do, although they are giving money to the British Legion, so yeah. okay, I'll take a point off the cynical chart for that. But still, I mean, they're selling groceries, aren't they? Yeah. And they're using what was a beautiful moment of of selflessness, and you know, 
human a human moment yeah, to, to, years ago. to shift chocolate bars. Phil said the point that Sainsbury doesn't shout about in the advert is that many young men who worked for them at the time of the war went off and were killed or wounded. Yes, many what? young men went off and were killed and wounded. Some what? of them will work for Sainsbury's. Why would the, well, why would Sainsbury's go, by the way, loads of people who work for us were killed and wounded? Well, that's a downer. This advert remembers them as well as the Christmas Day football match, says Phil. I think I'm gonna, the advert I've got beef with, as you know, is uh, the Bellingham Oxo ad. Mm. That's the one that sits uncomfortably with me. 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you're heading into London this morning on the M40 or the A40, there are severe delays. It's queuing towards London on the M40 from Junction 6 for Watlington towards Junction 3 for Loudwater after an accident earlier that has been moved to the hard shoulder, but it's still looking very busy. And on the A40, it's queuing from the M40 at the Denham roundabout all the way through to the Savoy Circus because the traffic lights have been faulty there this morning. Looking at the M1 southbound, it's very slow because of a breakdown between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flittick. And in Houghton Regis, Thorn Road is blocked because of an accident between the A5 and Bedford Road. On the A414 Park Street, it's very slow around the Park Street roundabout. That's the latest oh, Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Well done, thank you Samantha. Band-Aid, power cuts, ambulances. Ow. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Barry Caffrey. The headlines, Bedfordshire mother let down by ambulance service. Prime Minister says world problems could threaten England. And new system to monitor taxi drivers in Aylesbury. BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Kensworth in Bedfordshire feels let down by the East of England Ambulance Service after on two separate occasions an ambulance failed to turn up within the recommended time. As a result, Rebecca Holder drives her son to hospital herself when he has a seizure and stops breathing. She told Ian this morning what happened when the ambulance arrived after the second seizure. We waited an hour. Yeah, it took, um, it took 57 minutes. They turned up, they were dispatched from Bedford this ambulance crew, they were lovely when they arrived um, and they couldn't believe that we'd been waiting this long with a baby that had had two back-to-back seizures. Well, East of England Ambulance Service says it's looking into the case. A nightclub in Luton could be permanently closed down by the council today. The police believe that a criminal gang is now running it. More from Lee Agnew. Following numerous complaints to BBC Three Counties Radio about financial mismanagement at the Bling nightclub, it's been claimed that the owners lost control to members of the gang. The venue in Church Street was temporarily closed last month after Bedfordshire Police raised concerns it could become the location of violence and drug use and a target for rival gangs. Luton Borough Council will decide today if the club's licence should be removed completely. The parents of the American hostage murdered by Islamic State, Abdul Rahman Kasig, have said his death has left them heartbroken. President Obama denounced the killing as pure evil. David Cameron is warning that the world economy is in danger of succumbing to uncertainty and instability. In an article in the Guardian newspaper, the Prime Minister says this poses a real risk to the UK's recovery. 
Taxi and private hire drivers across Aylesbury Vale could have their licence suspended under a new points totting up system if they flout the law. Offences include vehicle defects, failing to display a licence plate and not wearing a driver's badge. The aim is to improve safety and standards and to protect passengers. Conservative councillor Judy Brandis, who chairs Aylesbury Vale District Council's Licensing Committee, has been speaking to Ian this morning. We have an unlimited number of, of um, hire car vehicles, absolutely unlimited. Um, they obviously have to have a license, um, but they, we, do, we do definitely, we're out with the police, um, we have very good um, coordination with the police, and we get as many as we can. And the Royal Voluntary Service says too many elderly people are being sent home from hospital without the proper support, making it more likely they'll need to be readmitted in the future. It wants volunteers to help them with everyday tasks once they're at home. And the weather forecast, persistent rain this morning. Some of the rain will be very heavy. Highs expected of 12 Celsius, that's 54 in Fahrenheit today. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's small enough to be friendly but it's big enough to have quite a few things. All this week, we're exploring Chesham. I've lived here eight, nearly 83 years in the same house. Telling everyone about where you live. I have had Chesham described as a northern town down south. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning! Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about, so let's crack on. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, I've gone all clarty, excuse me. He's <clears throat> had some sweeties. A Bedfordshire mother wants answers from the East of England Ambulance Service after being let down on two separate occasions. Rebecca Holder says she feels let down after paramedics either didn't turn up or took too long to arrive when her baby had seizures and stopped breathing. In August, the service was fined £1.5 million for poor response times and poor turnaround times at hospitals. Well, we did speak to, uh, uh, ask to speak to the East of England Ambulance Service. We're told they're looking into what happened and they would get back to us later on today. In the meantime, we're joined by uh, Andrew Salouz, the MP for South West Bedfordshire. You've been involved with this case, Andrew, haven't you? This is if this is true, it's pretty uh, bad stuff, isn't it? Uh, um, yes, I have, and I'm taking up um, the lady's concerns, and it, it's clearly absolutely not acceptable when we need an ambulance. Uh, it does need to be there quickly, and the fact that this happened on two occasions uh, for this very young child is simply not acceptable. So I have written to the chief executive of, of, of the trust, and I, I will be getting to the bottom of what happened to make sure it doesn't happen again. There has been a lot of criticism, hasn't there, about the East of England Ambulance Service in, in the past. You, you, they've been fined a significant amount of money. Why are they still making mistakes? Well, I, I'm, I was really sorry to, to learn about this case. I mean, my impression was that they had actually been getting better. They've now got 27 new ambulances on the ground. They're well on the way to recruiting 400 more student paramedics. I've actually ridden out with an ambulance crew recently myself. Uh, We've actually got two ambulances, one on duty at any one time, based in Leighton Buzzard for the first time for a decade, you know, which is not so far from uh, Kensworth, where this lady was. 
which is good. But the fact that they didn't come on this occasion um, is clearly very worrying, and I will look very carefully into what happened to make sure it doesn't happen again. It's one of those things, isn't it? I've always, I mean, the, the ambulance services I've used, I've always had great response times, and it's, it's one of those fallback things that we all think, if, if we needed someone to come out quickly, we'd dial 999, that they wouldn't. And to hear that's not happening, um, well, it's alarming, isn't it? It's very, very worrying. I mean, I think the, the, the ambulance crews themselves are the most fantastic yep. people. As I said, I spent a morning with an ambulance crew recently, and my admiration for, for both of them uh, knew no bounds. The way they dealt with members of the public, young and old, was absolutely Oh, the crew are great, definitely, yes. Um, but, you know, the fact is, we all, you know, when we dial 999, we, we do need an ambulance to turn up and turn up promptly. I don't know what went wrong in this case. Um, I haven't yet had a reply from the East of England Ambulance Trust, but I will get one. I'll pass it on to the lady concerned. And more importantly, we'll try to get to the bottom of what happened to make sure there's no repetition. Andrew, always good to speak to you. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Andrew Slew, MP for South West Bedfordshire. I've got to say, the MPs we've been speaking to recently... Uh, politics to one side have been um, they've all been pretty spot on and pretty keen and, and pretty vocal haven't they it, I'm not suggesting for any reason it's because they're coming up to a general election <laughs> but they have been haven't they we've had some really good and Maine last week Andrew Salou this week they're all doing their job so well done thank you Andrew and uh, hopefully we'll speak to the uh, East of England Ambulance Service tomorrow <laughs> playing a record you can't play that why wow what it's proper old-fashioned now isn't it it's, what do you mean what should, what it's should probably be? offensive as well what, offensive it does the voice no not offensive there's, there's nothing offensive about this oh doctor i'm in trouble okay that sh- that's fine she's italian that's her own voice <gasps> yeah. no 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 what what can't play that um all right, let's try something else we can play you know that they you know what would happen all right, now let's, I just want to play a nice nostalgic record for the boys and girls. Oh, for heaven's sake, be careful. Well, let's find, let's find, okay, let's try. We all love All Aboard. Let's try, this is All Aboard, I used to have this, let's try this one. Oh no, what are you doing now? Play the song! No. Oh, for goodness sakes. Um, Not Ernie either, that's sexist. Okay, <laughs> I won't play Ernie. Uh, ah, here we go, here we go, there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with this. I know an old lady who swallowed a horse. Not that. Don't do that. That's not a serving suggestion. Oh, okay. Of course. There we go. Right, this one. Nothing wrong with this. Oh, I bet there is. Oh no. What? In the bad backlands of Australia, many years ago. His boomerang won't come back. I think that's okay, isn't it? The Aborigines are having a big powwow. Right, no, no, no. Oh, for goodness sakes. Ken in Sandy. Morning, Ken. Good morning to you. I can't play any of these great kids' songs. Well, now, what I want to, first thing I want to say is I listened to your um, Killed with a Need on Friday. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Good listening. Well, well they, done for what you've done. Well, now, well done, yes. To, I was completely selfless then. Well, no, it's very, very good. Now, the next thing I want to talk to you about is this. Are you, are you, are you, Ken, are you underwater or something? Are you using the, um, are you using the Enigma machine to speak to us? Uh, no, I'm I'm on a mobile now that actually works. You, you, actually, you say that. It's actually especially for deaf people. Pardon? Right. <laughs> yeah, right now. Well, hang on a minute. Actually... How could you have a mobile phone specifically for deaf people? What, is it just loud? Sorry? <laughs> 
All I will say is I've got a... Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, go on. Right now, you are absolutely right. When they did this... Do you remember when they did Feed the World? Do you remember that one? Yeah, Feed the With World. Thing, Rick, they had one, They had absolutely brilliant people, stars that everybody knew. Shalimar, Cool and the Gang. Now, this... Now... Now, the new one, yeah. only the young, young people will know a lot of those people. Yeah, that's terrible, and the isn't it? the only reason they will buy it is because of the charity they're doing it for. Oh. And you are absolutely right. What you were saying yes. was that people will only buy it not because of the singing and because of the thing, but because of the charity that they're doing. It I don't for. think. I think. So, I think some mums will buy it for Ebola. I think the kids will buy it for One Direction, and I don't think it will sell anywhere near four. It probably sell one hundred and fifty thousand well, copies. Well, I think you are absolutely right because we had an incident in Sandy, which at that time I don't, I don't know if you were around. I don't know if your station was around there. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, but actually, what happened was. Hello? There was a wonderful lady in Sandy who arranged a big, big concert. A wonderful lady in Sandy who felt a little bit randy. She um, got on a horse, then fell off, of course, and now she walks quite badly. Ah! <laughs> I just made that up. You are cheeky. Thank you very much right, indeed, Ken. Thank you. Not as cheeky as this fella. Tried to shift it, couldn't even lift. Can I play this one? Yeah. Getting nowhere, and so we had a cup of tea and right said Fred. No, sorry, the builders' union say that it's uh, malicious. Yeah, it wouldn't be right said Fred, it'd be right said uh, Pavlov now. He'd get the job done, he wouldn't be messing about. We wouldn't be messing around, he'd be in and out. Him and his fellas. What do you want us to do next? Don't do the voices. Hey, mate. How many times? We're the BBC. I'm looking on the Twitter. They can't touch us. Speaking of voices, I'm looking on the Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Bob Geldof has uh, let us in on a little bit of uh, what happened yesterday at the recording oh, of Band God, Age 30. Oh, God, Bobby, what happened? Bob Geldof impressed with how sad One Direction sang the opening uh, t- the opening bars of It's Christmas Time, There's No Need to Be Afraid. Well, that's good. That's nice, isn't it? How sad could you sing it? I could sing it. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. Christmas time to the food and banish air in this world of plenty. Let's try this one. You like this one? No, I hate this one. No. You like this it. one? No, it's it got a nerves. One. Oh, what a glory. Oh, no. To be a healthy grown-up, busy, busy bee, filing away the passing hours, pinching all the pollen from the coffee flowers. I'd like to be a busy, busy bee, being just as busy as... The only thing I like about this is how he pronounces flowers. Flowers. Never seen, taking back the honey to the dear old queen. Buzz, 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 honeybee, The old days were rubbish, actually, weren't they? Well, they were easily pleased. We've had some notifications on the Twitter. Good morning, Twitters. And this is from Carpet Martin talking about the Sainsbury's advert and whether it is in the best of taste to be using that Christmas um, football match to shift groceries. Yeah. Carpet Martin says, I don't know what's wrong with you. A war in which 16 million people died is a perfect foil for a supermarket. It's an historical event. He also says, lest we forget Dudley Moore hunting turkeys for Tesco's. Those were dark times. I do remember that. I miss Dudley Moore. Is that it? Is that what you've got? Oh, I thought you were going to go on. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. His anecdote. <laughs> no, I miss Dudley Moore. I, I don't, never, met, never met him. But you miss him. Oh, I miss him. He was nice to have Dudley Moore. But wouldn't it be let's nice watch if... one of his films again. No, they're not that good. But let's. wouldn't it be nice if Dudley Moore and Peter Cook were still here? And I said, do you know what? Get Dudley Moore's phone number. I tell you what, get Dudley Moore and Peter Cook. We'll get them back together again. You know what again. they'd say? Exactly. <laughs> 
Exactly. The world would be a better place with Peter Cook and Dudley Moore getting drunk and swearing at each other, wouldn't it? But then there'd be no room for us. No, exactly, exactly, exactly. I've run out of steam. It's only quarter past eight. Do the travel and we'll get you some more steam up. Bit early for the travel. All right, well, um, we can um, tickle them with the travel. Yeah. And say, if you're, if you're driving at the moment... Yes. ...and you're wondering, oh, what's going to happen in the road, road ahead? Yes. Well, am I going to be late for work? Should I start making the excuse now? Right. I'll just go to Hold the travel, makers. Travel, yeah. just, just go. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's looking very slow because of a breakdown between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flittick. And it's also uh, queuing around there and in Horton Regis as well. Thorn Road is partially blocked between the A5 and Bedford Road. On the A4 and 4 Park Street, it's looking slow around the Park Street roundabout on the speed sensors. And the A1M southbound has a lane closed on the exit slip road at Junction 1 for the M25. And that's because of a breakdown there. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very busy between Junction 26 for Abbey and 23 for the A1M and having a look at the M40 towards London it's still queuing because of that accident earlier on and that's between Junction 3 for Watlington at Junction 6 for Watlington and Junction 3 for Loudwater all the lanes are open but it's very slow on the approach to London from the M40 and along the A40 as well if you're getting the train this morning Great Northern have 45 minute delays between Stevenage Welling Garden City and Hartford and Moorgate and the London Overground is suspended between Watford Junction and Queen's Park Samantha Breath BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Samantha 8.15, Monday the 17th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The MP for South West Bedfordshire has said he'll investigate after a mother had to bring her ill son to hospital twice herself after an ambulance did not turn up within the recommended time frame. A new system is being brought in to monitor taxi and private hire drivers across Aylesbury Vale. Licences could be suspended if drivers flout the law. BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Quite a quaint, pretty little town, really. I think it's a little hidden away jewel in the Chilterns, to be honest. All this week, we're celebrating Chesham. I've lived here eight, nearly 83 years. In the same house. Everybody that lives here absolutely loves the place. And full of characters. Telling everyone about where you live. It's small enough to be friendly, but it's big enough to have quite a few things. Quite an interesting place, really. Quite enjoy living here. Oh. The big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks from BBC Three Counties Radio. In he comes. In he comes. What's in your show? Oh, my God. Sorry. That's right. Deep breath. Breathe. Let it out. It's going to sound slightly out of breath. It's going to sound sexy. That's what it's going to sound like. You reckon? Yeah. Morning, by the way. Morning. Are you well? I'm all right. Yes? Oh, I'm all right. You're looking relaxed, yeah. casual, got a T-shirt on and your shoes off. Yeah, that's the kind of way I roll these days. <laughs> old. I'm old, that's what I am, Jonathan. What's in your show? What you got? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine, I'm hoping this is going to be interesting. Do you think it's the responsibility of schools to prevent Islamic extremism? Schools in Buckinghamshire have been sent letters advising them to report pupils they fear may be at risk of being influenced by Islamic extremists. I don't know if you saw this. It was in the uh, Sunday Times yesterday. The letters 
called Advice on Raised Terrorist Threat Level, urges teachers to look out for suspicious behaviour, bags or vehicles near their schools. What? Well, this morning we've invited... Bucks what's, what's, what's a suspicious-looking vehicle near a school that could promote Islamic extremism? I'm not quite sure. OK. Well, hopefully we'll find out, because we've invited Bucks County Council onto the programme to explain why they believe these letters are necessary. Yeah. But from nine this morning, I'd like your reaction to this. Do you think it is the responsibility of schools to prevent Islamic extremism? Do you think that schools should be the ones tackling this? Do you think they have to take a lead in this? From nine this morning, I'd like your views on 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. And I was right, it sounded sexy. Not the subject matter. The voice. We've all had a, a, a run of bad voices recently. Yes. I mean, yours is, is, is lifelong. Thanks. Um, that's my accent, that's not my voice. OK. I think that's what you're saying. Is Thank you very saying? much indeed. Now, new rules have been brought in to keep Aylesbury Vale's uh, taxi and private hire drive. Oh, is he ready yet? Is he there? Oh, he's not there. OK, right. That's why I was going to let you... Oh, I just thought it being typed up. I just thought he was... I thought, you know... He'll be there. Right, what we got? Anything? Sainsbury's advert. Band-Aid. Yeah. I'm a bit hurt about that story that Jonathan's doing. Why? Because that letter came out in September. Right. So I must have heard a whisper. No one gave us a shout. No one gave us a shout. Unbelievable. What is it we're doing wrong? I mean, we keep saying whisper and shout. <laughs> maybe, we're not, maybe we're not saying it, it, it enough. You need to say a bit more. Do you hear a whisper? If Give us a shout. Yeah. Lay home, ma. If you hear a whisper. If you hear a whisper. If you hear a whisper. Give us a shout. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Take the hint. There we go. We've we've said it now, haven't we? So so surely people will know now. What's a suspicious-looking vehicle that's going to promote um, Islamic fundamentalism? Suspicious-looking vehicle um, with the blacked-out windows. I don't uh, know. I don't know. Or one that is parked there for ages. But I, that happens everywhere. Um, it's a strange one, isn't it? I, yeah. I should be listening with. Um, what's the equivalent of bated breath for ears? Um, uh, e- um, uh, eagle-eared. Eagle. Oh, we got bated breath. Eagle-eyes. Owl-eared. No. They can hear well. That's not a thing. Who's got the best ears? Bated breath. Mm-hmm. Eagle-eyes. Hawk ears, hawk eyes, two for eyes and none for ears. Guys, what's going on here? Now, new rules have been brought in to keep Ellsbury Vale's taxi and private hire drivers in line. As of this weekend, they'll get points for bad behaviour, defective vehicles and stuff like not wearing their badges. If they rack up 12 points, they'll have their licences suspended. Well, we can speak now to Manzor Hussain from the Hackney Carriages Association in Aylesbury. Is this points topping up system going to work and weed out the, the dodge pot drivers, Manzor? Uh, you know, I think it's, uh, we've got to give it a chance and uh, I think uh, it's a fairer way to identify uh, for uh, anyone who's not behaving regularly. But, I mean, you know, I think to be fair that giving a go is a fair trial. Yeah, right, giving a go is a fair trial, but do, do you think the council has the resources to enforce it? Uh, well, council always had uh, a method of... Uh, uh, tracing with the complaint before, but you know, it used to be that they call a driver and uh, talk to him and you know, 
tell him that don't do it again. But they didn't have a method of uh, keeping a record, so the key regular offender oh. could be brought together. Oh, so I got the council would just if so what if they were found without insurance or something, the council would just say, "Oi, fella, don't do it again." Uh, well, it's not that. I mean, every uh, every offence have a different uh, points, uh, you know, on the system. Uh, I mean, with, without the insurance, uh, I don't know what the uh, method they are going to be operating, but they regularly check the insurance anyhow. Uh, why don't they just have? Why don't they just have zero tolerance? If you if you do something that is against the um, uh, laws of taxiing, then uh, you go against that code. Wallop, you're out. You don't do it anymore. Uh, but to be fair, uh, Ian, I mean, uh, if a driver not wearing a badge or he forgot to wear a badge, uh, take him straight off from the job. Well, wear uh, the badge. Wear the badge. If it's well, against the rules, then you, sh- you shouldn't be doing it. Well, it's uh, in any offence. I mean, you know, in a driving, if you're driving with a bad tyre, for example, and uh, the government or the... DVLA, don't take you straight off from the road. I tell you what, you do, if, you get, if you're a cabbie, you get caught with a bad tyre, you've got 24 hours to sort it out, otherwise you're out. How about that? Uh, what, sort out what? The uh, bad tyre. Well, no, I mean, bad tyre is that if you've got a bad tyre, you've got a bad tyre, and you, you get the points. But there's no sorting out, because the regular offender would, you know, just wait for the... Yeah, but if you're a cab driver and you get spotted with a bad tyre, you get the points, yeah. but also you've got 24 hours to sort it out, otherwise you're not a cab driver anymore. The well, thing is, it's put, you're putting uh, people's lives at risk, aren't you? Is it, but, but, and some of these misdemeanours may seem quite trivial, but th- that's what rules are for. If you can't follow the basic rules, what else might you be skipping out on? Well, I think uh, in previous experiences, that whenever the council comes... Uh, to enforcement, they come with police. So if someone got a bad tire and uh, they take your plate off and they put you out of a job until you fix it. What issues do you want to see addressed, Manzor? Well, uh, I all have always wanted that, you know, I mean, Ellsbury Town is a, a very, I mean, cabbies are safe and uh, there is a minor problem and there's going to be minor problem everywhere. Uh, and we all will work together as to get it through to a better service and quality for public. Manzor, thank you very much indeed. Manzor Hussain from the Hackney Carriages Association in Aylesbury. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. What? It's interesting we've got Billy from Abbots Langley on. I'll come to him in a second because there's this... Well, Billy, there's a story here. Now, you're an older gentleman, aren't you, Billy? That's right, That's the fella. Now, there is a story here in the mail. You know the... um, It's one of my favourite road signs. It's a red triangle and it's an elderly couple. You know they're elderly because they are bent over and he's got a stick. Oh, yes. Well, the road sign that shows an elderly couple hobbling with a walking stick should be banned... Because it's discriminatory, according to the government's older works champion. Dr. Roz Altman, oh, for goodness sakes, said such images s- stereotype and deter employers. Well, can you believe anything so ridiculous? Do I think it's ridiculous? Do you? Do you? 
Well, uh, well, well. Fortunately, um, old as I am, ninety-four, I don't wear a stick, and and uh, my hips are all right. Your hips don't uh, lie. So that's good. But so these people who who uh, unfortunately have to um, use a stick, well, that that that's just unfortunate for them, and it's not right for for people to take the Mickey out of them. not wait, Billy. When I'm an old man, because I'm tall, there is a str- I've been told there's a strong chance that I'm going to have a bit of a hunched back because I'm very tall. Okay, I cannot wait to have a walking stick. Well, I've, I've uh, imagine I've, waving that at some yobbos at the bus stop. Oh. Well, I've got a walking stick at the side in case uh, the, uh, uh, the time comes again yep. when I have to use it. Hang on. When, when did you have to use it before? Well, I used it when I had uh, um, uh, hip, uh, hip replacement. Oh, blimey. Oh, blimey. Hey, well, you've not called in about that, Billy. What have you got for us? Uh You've forgotten, haven't you? Well, I, I don't know now. No, oh, I, I said uh, about the song that uh, that uh, you uh, thoroughly enjoyed on my spot. Oh, How yeah, could yeah. Red Riding Hood have been so very good and still keep the wolf from the door? Filthy. Well, I do no, remember. I had, my, I had my mum explain the lyrics to me. I didn't realise we got away with such filth. Well, that's not filthy, is it? No, well, it's a little bit rude. Have you got another song for us? Got, got another song? Well, no. I, oh. that, that is the one that people said they would like to hear again. Do you want to give us a snatch? Pardon? Do you want to give us a little bit? Yeah. Go on uh, then. How could Red Riding Hood have been so very good and still keep the wolf from the door? Father and mother she had done, so where in the world did the money come from? You needn't ask it, how she filled the basket for the storybook it never tells. They say that she found a wolf in Granny's bed with a big sunbonnet pulled over his head. But you know, and I know what she found instead. How could Red Riding Hood have been so very good and still keep the wolf from the door? Billy, thank you very much indeed. Billy, Abbott's Langley, always, always welcome. A legend. We're trying to find the equivalent of um, keep your uh, uh, e- e- your eyes peeled. Keep uh, the ear to the ground. The ear to the ground. Is that it? Oh, like the, we probably can't say that now because that's racist. You know where that comes from, don't you? Is that from how the Native Americans would hear the galloping horses of their enemies? That's how they do it. They hear they hear people coming by keeping their ears yeah, to the ground. Yeah, they can see. They're always standing on the rocks, weren't they? And they were doing the what? Sorry. You did. Do do, and they'd be standing on the rocks. No, one man would stand up. Do. I don't know what that is. That's the sound of the Native Americans suddenly being what? looming on the horizon. No, one man would stand up. You, go back. Don't do the voice. Why? You have to. You, go back. You're not welcome here. White man, no welcome on my land. And then the cowboys would go, well, I don't know about that, Injun. And he'd go, no. And then... Thousands of them do. would stand. I don't, that, you're thinking of Zulu. No, that's do. Oh yeah. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
the M1 southbound's looking very slow between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flittick. And in Houghton Regis on Thorn Road, it's blocked because of an accident between the A5 and Bedford Road, so it's very slow through there at the moment. On the A414 on Park Street, it's very slow around the Park Street roundabout, and the A1M southbound has the exit slit road closed at Junction 1 for the M25, and that's because of a breakdown there. Having a look at the M25 on the cameras, and it's still very slow between Junction 26 for Waltham Abbey and 23 for the A1M. Having a look at the M40 and towards London, it's queuing because of that accident earlier on between Junction 6 for Watlington and Junction 3 for Loudwater. That's uh, causing long delays into London on the M40 and it's very slow around the A40 Denham roundabout as well. On the trains, all Great Northern services into Moorgate have 50-minute delays and on the London Overgrounder service is suspended between Watford Junction and Queen's Park towards London as well. Smart Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight with the headlines. I'm Barry Caffrey. A Bedfordshire mother wants answers from the East of England Ambulance Service after being let down on two separate occasions. Rebecca Holder from Kensworth says paramedics either didn't turn up or took too long to arrive when her baby had seizures and stopped breathing. David Cameron is warning that the world economy could be heading back into crisis. Writing in The Guardian, the Prime Minister said global instability could threaten the UK's recovery. Labour have accused Mr Cameron of making excuses. The parents of the murdered American hostage Abdul Rahman Kasich have said they're incredibly proud of their son. Mr Kasich's death was shown in a video released by Islamic State militants. President Obama said the killing was an act of pure evil. Taxi and private hire drivers across Aylesbury Vale could have their licence suspended under a new points totting up system if they flout the law. The aim is to improve safety and standards and to protect passengers. And the weather persistent rain this morning. Some of the rain will be very heavy. Highs today of 12 Celsius. That's 54 in Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Football Association has been urged to lobby UEFA for a European boycott of the next World Cup unless FIFA implements meaningful reform. In an exclusive interview with the BBC, former FA chairman David Bernstein said the time has come for drastic action against the scandal-hit governing body. Bernstein also reveals that he has stood down from the anti-discrimination task force as it was ineffectual and he doesn't want to be associated with FIFA anymore. Luton Town striker Ricky Miller was the hero as the Hatters beat Tranmere 1-0 on Saturday to return to the top of League 2. Miller scored the winning goal and says he's now adjusting to life at Kenilworth Road. It's obviously a massive step up, and but you, you're working hard every day. Obviously, John Steele knows what he's doing. Um, he's pushing you along at the same time, and you're, you're playing with better players. So um, it, it's, I just need to go out there and um, do my bit, and uh, the other players will um, set you up. Stevenage manager Graham Wesley says his side won't get carried away after they scored five against Cheltenham on Saturday. The Borough are now four points from the playoffs, but Wesley says they will keep their feet on the ground. I don't think anybody in that dressing room will be getting carried away. I think they know that winning is a way of life and you have to be really disciplined in yourself um, to, to continue to win. Um, if you're going to get that habit back and you're going to be successful and you're going to create trophies, then you have to do a lot of hard work and uh, we all understand that. 
Wickham Wanderers have an opportunity to move above Luton Town to the top of the second division. The Chairboys are at home to Burton Albion tonight and there'll be full commentary here on BBC Three Counties Radio. And the world number one Novak Djokovic has been crowned ATP World Tour tennis champion without hitting a ball. It's after Roger Federer withdrew, injured from the final. Federer has a back injury and said it would have been too risky to play on at his age. BBC Three Counties Radio News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Biggers in Hemel. Hello, Biggers. How you doing? I'm all right, Biggers. What you got? I've written, written three counties, mate. They should do a, a tribute, their own tribute, to the 1984 classic, uh, the band sync, the Van Aid single. The band, the, the band sync, yeah. The bad, the badass <laughs> single. Christmas. Like, so we can't cover badass. I don't think. I don't think we can even. Say, can we say badass, Justin? Uh, I think so. Yes. Okay. Well, in that case, we're going to perform a tribute to badass next week. <laughs> <laughs> Not badass. Ba- oh, bad yeah. sync. That's too early in the morning, mate. I don't get up as early as you. Well, who would be um, who would be Bono, the sanctimonious, self-righteous twit? I don't know. Well, perhaps you could do that bit. Bugsy me. Yeah, I, I... Oh, good. Yeah, what you could do, you could get callers to ring in and do mm. maybe a couple of lines each. And then, oh, and then we can get them to... And put it all together. We can get them to knit some poppies as well. Do you know they've changed it? So it's not... And tonight, thank God, it's them instead of you. <laughs> Flipping, it's not it? that this time. It's tonight we're reaching out and touching you. So what? So they're not shouting it. They're just saying they'll it still shout it, but it's just not going to be the same lyric. Um, bringing in the name of the Lord. You just gave us a, a statistic off air, Catherine. Give us the statistic on air. Which one? You get the statistic about the number of copies they'd need to sell. Oh well, um, what Sir Geldof is saying is that because only charging at ninety nine p, they need to sell three times as many to replicate the success of. They won't. They'll sell. A, they'll sell one hundred and fifty thousand copies, and good luck to them. So they need to sell almost twelve million. copies copies, you're saying? Exactly. It's 3.77 million. I think the uh, 84 version sold to almost 12 million copies. Goodness me. <laughs> you're not buying it, Justin, figuratively or literally, are you? Um, I just don't think people are going to go for it. I really don't. I mean, do you want to hear a little snippet of the tune? Um, Would you like to? Well... You know, ten seconds? Okay. Is it... Here it is. Oh. What <laughs> But it just sounds the same as the no, other one. It's got it a bit does. of more bum, ba bum, bum. It's a bit bum, slower for bum, me. Bum, from from bum, eight o'clock bum, this morning, people could download that. So from eight o'clock, that was the embargo. We can now play it on the radio, and people from they eight o'clock this morning. It. Yeah, an embargo from eight o'clock this morning. You can now go on to uh, iTunes and you can download it for charity. Are you going to be getting it, Biggers? Not that one, mate. I couldn't stand it. I watched it last night on the X Factor. I thought it was rubbish. Oh, so what? You, well, but yeah, but it's not about the song, is it? It's about the uh, Ebola. Well, you're talking about the lineup early one. I totally agree with you, mate. I mean, um, I think Catherine made the point that maybe these bands, you know, they're the, not the, the names now yeah. will be bigger. You know, maybe in two or three years. But I mean, you, you're going back to Spandau Ballet at the time, Duran Duran at the time. They were huge at the Paul time. Mm. Sorry, they were huge at the time. Oh, exactly, at the time, that's right. They didn't have to wait a few years. You yeah. know, it's a bunch of nobodies as far as I'm concerned. Biggers, thank you very much indeed. And he was referring, for those who've just tuned into the artists on the record, not to, uh, to us here at BBC. 
Three Counties Radio, <laughs> where we are big, big cheese. I used to be on television, Justin. I know, and people just were talking just, about you at a football on Saturday. Just lost my last TV gig, it doesn't matter. I turned down, I'm a celebrity, so I win. Yeah, exactly. Now, you've taken this to the streets. Yeah, because uh, there's a whole host of um, things which intrigue me uh, about this new single. Do people oh, yeah. like it? Are they going to go and download it? Do they believe in the cause? Um, so I've been out this morning on the streets, getting reaction, a complete and utter mixed bag here. Here's what people had to say about the new Band-Aid 30 single, which is out, of course, this morning. James, you saw The X Factor last night, so you've uh, heard the new Band-Aid single. Are you going to rush out and download this? I think I might have to, yeah. Well, it's going to a good cause, isn't it? It's going to the Ebola cause, so... So it had an effect on you last night watching that? Well, Ebola's a big thing that's going on in the world, so it's got to be... Well, it's spreadable, it's highly spreadable around the world, so at the moment it's, people have got to do something about it, and I think he done that Bob Gale have got done the right thing and publicised it quite well, so... What do you think about the lineup? We're saying the lineup's not that great. What do you think about the lineup? I think it's all right, Ed Sheeran and that. It's all new, new faces and that. It's Rita Ora. It's all good. All, all good for young people and that. And they brought in Seal and that, haven't they? Like a few old singers, so it's good. I think it's quite good. Great stuff, nice and positive. Thanks very much. Great, no worries. James, you've heard a snippet of the song already. Yes. Will you be going out to download this track? Yes, why not, yeah. For the um, people, basically. Yeah, definitely. We're talking about the lineup this morning. Do you think the lineup comes into it at all, or will you purely download that because you know it's going to a good cause? I'll purely download it because, it's, like you said, it's going to a good cause. Yeah, definitely. So you don't care who's in the lineup at all? No, not really, no. What about you, sir? Will you rush out to, to download this new charity single? No, I don't think I will be, actually, because I think if you're going to give to charity, you give to charity. You don't go and buy a single. You just give the money over. So which charity do you give to, then? Um, I do Guide Dogs for the Blind and uh, a donkey sanctuary is what I support. Because I was saying to Ian earlier on, this could be about the cause. It's my gut feeling that a lot of people would prefer to donate money to a charity in this country rather than give it to the fight against the bowler. That sounds really harsh, but but you go along with that. I kind of do. I think, yeah, you've got to start at home, haven't you? There's so many homeless people and people in trouble. And, I mean... Donkeys as well. I've got a real passion for donkeys. So okay, yeah. So if there was a song about donkeys, <laughs> it, yeah. you go and buy it. Would I'd you go and buy it? Yes, definitely. I would. Yeah. We, we'll, Interesting. Thanks very much. We'll, we'll have that clip, please, on my hotkeys. <laughs> He's got a real passion for donkeys. He's got a donkeys. If there was a charity so single get... about donkeys, he would go and buy it. It goes back to what I was saying earlier on. Every no. single person in this country has got a charity they can relate to. Um, there's so many charities out there now. Charity don- fatigue in this donkeys. That I mean. Well, it's his passion. You know, who are we to knock his passion, boss? Uh, I, I, why? Why not, you know, old people that are dying or disabled yeah. children or, 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 you know, donkeys? He did, he did say donkeys. If, if it was for homeless people in this country, he would go out and buy that single. I just think... Homeless people? <laughs> donkeys? What's, what's this guy's beef? He's insane. <laughs> but it's, it's his belief and he's saying that he won't be buying it because he supports charities, two charities, which he says are special to him. What Nothing do you, to do with this What single. do you think about this Sainsbury's ad, World War One? Well, funny enough, I heard Catherine mention this earlier on yeah. and I saw it last week. Um, yeah. I think it was last Monday, uh, in between the coronation. Don't, don't matter. Don't matter what day well, it was, okay, mate. I'm just saying. When I watched it, it had a really big effect on me, and I tweeted straight away. Quite possibly, that is the best advert yeah. I have ever seen. Beautiful. It brought me to tears. Mm. But then it was spoiled when it said Sainsbury's. Go and do some shopping. Yeah, yeah, but but the only thing they showed in that advert was the chocolate bar. And um, somebody has told me that if you go and buy that chocolate bar, uh, proceeds go to the who, Royal uh, British Legion. Who told so you that, they, then? Well, somebody on Twitter told me that. Who? Um, it was well, the rain. I just, I I'm just thinking, Just you, you were very specific about what day you watched the advert. Mm-hmm. Very specific. Yeah. But yet not so specific about who told you a very important... Okay. 
Fact. The, the advert for me, I think, worked. I thought it was very, very emotional. Yeah. At Christmas time, if people think they've got it hard, maybe they should watch an advert like that because it had an effect on me. And then go shopping. Um, but if proceeds from going shopping, again, are going to go to a fantastic cause and that advert is educational for young children... <laughs> Why not? I thought it was a fantastic advert. Someone if Sainsbury's were doing something selfless and it really wasn't just about shifting sprouts mm. and um, big boxes of chocolates and stuff, as well as, you know, little chocolate bars that are represented in the advert, yeah. they would just make a donation out of their massive profits. For me, it's, it's a win-win-win situation. A win-win-win? Win. No, it's a win-win-win situation. People, I'm sure, will go out and maybe buy that chocolate bar. Yeah. The money's going to go to charity. And also, how many kids... Hang on a minute. So you won't, you, won't, you, won't buy, you won't buy Band-Aid, but you'll buy a bar of chocolate? Not saying that, I'm just saying that a number of people will go out and buy it, like the single. The single's going to a very good cause as well. But how many kids would have been watching that advert with their parents last week saying, what's that about? And their parents then yep. would have told them about that, for me, is a great thing. Tim says, what was someone in the trenches doing with a football in 1914 anyway? That was the question I was thinking about. But it's history, it happened, and for me, it's quite possibly the best advert I've ever seen. The uh, best advert I've ever seen is, um, it's classic, it's the, the Ferrero Rocher, isn't it? I mean, that is flipping, it's, that's lasted mm. the test of time. Do you know what I like, the gold blend? Did they, didn't they? Yeah, I they, they did. probably did. They did in the end. <laughs> they did in the end, Oh, and I also used to like the um, imperial leather when they're in the bath in space. Oh, yeah, the, fa- the most decadent family in the world. I've or in the, the atmosphere, the I've cosmos. a great online advert, which I can show you after nine. I can't talk about it now. What do you mean? Um, I can mention the brand, Aston Martin. Right. Um, it's all to do with selling second-hand vehicles. I oh. will show you that picture, which was sent to me um, over the weekend. I'm all right. It's um, all about not being the first. Um, it's great. What? Oh. Is it a bit sexist? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks very much indeed, Justin. Strong opinions on Twitter. Someone Speaking said Sainsbury's can go and flip themselves. Oh, they don't like it. I've got a passion for donkeys. <laughs> people like the funniest things, don't they? Well, donkeys in the cases of some people. I could never get attached a to a donkey. Sorry, what was that, sir? I've got a real passion for donkey. For what? I've got a real passion for donkey. You look like a passionate man, but what are you passionate about? I've got a real passion for donkey. Okay. Could you get passionate about donkey? Possibly. Under the right circumstances. I couldn't. If I've been drinking enough. Now, have you got some texts there, or shall I talk about Jamie Oliver's? Carry on and I'll look. You can't smack naughty kids... So I make mine eat chilies instead, says Jamie Oliver's. No, he doesn't, does he? With four young children underfoot... What? Jamie Oliver's has resorted to drastic methods of enforcing discipline. The TV chef said he gives his brood hot peppers if they misbehave. He explained... This is great phrasing. I give them chilies for punishment. Right, here we go. This is the best sentence ever. This next sentence. So... it's not. Uh, I give them chilies for punishment. Here comes the best sentence ever. It's not very popular beating kids anymore. <laughs> it's not very fashionable. It's all one sentence. And you're not allowed to do it. And if you're a celebrity chef like me, it does not look very good in the paper. <laughs> so you need a few options. He said he once tricked his 12-year-old uh, daughter called Scotch Bonnet. Oh, no, into eating a Scotch Bonnet. What? Much to the annoyance of his wife, Jules, from Jules Holland, at the BBC Good, F- Good Food Show, Oliver said, Poppy was quite disrespectful and rude to me. Probably took the, way- the mickey out of the way he speaks, or his silly campaigns, or his silly hair, or his rubbish band, or the fact that he says pucker all the time. I'm guessing. 
In my day, I would have got a bit of a telling off. But you're not allowed to do that. Yes, you are. You are, you are, yeah. Five minutes later, she thought I'd forgotten I hadn't. She asked for an apple. I cut it up into several pieces, rubbed it with a scotch bonnet, and it worked a treat. Wow. She ran up to Mum and said, this is peppery. I was in the corner laughing. Flipping heck. So he delayed his discipline for maximum sadistic effect. He's mental. This is brilliant, right? He revealed he argued with his wife for 14 years about having another baby. You know what she said last night? She's 40 in about 10 days. And I took her out. She goes, OK, are we going to have another kid then? I said, you what? The woman wants another baby, so watch this space. But with all the power in my body, we are not having another baby. Well, then don't have sex with her. That'll stop it. The woman wants another baby. So watch this space. I wonder where he's pointing when he says that. <laughs> but with all the power in my body, we are not having another baby. Oh, my gosh. Please don't. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 towards London still queuing because of that accident earlier on that has been moved out of the road but still causing those queues between Junction 3 for Loudwater and 6 for Watlington. Also in Marlow, the A404 is looking very heavy between the M40 at the High Wycombe Road and the Marlow Junction. In Park Royal on the A40 Western Avenue, there's a lane blocked there because of a breakdown at the Park Royal Station that's causing some long queues to the M40 Denham roundabout. And looking at the M25 anti-clockwise, it's queuing between Junction 22 for the Bell roundabout and 6 for the M40 as well. In Houghton Regis, Thorn Road is very slow because it's partially blocked between the A5 and Bedford Road because of an accident. And in Bedford on Elstow Road, it's reports that it's partially blocked because of an accident at Ampthill Road and between there and Bunyan Road. On the trains, the Great Northern have 50-minute delays now into Moorgate from Stevenage, Hartford North and from Welling Garden City. And Virgin trains now have 45-minute delays uh, towards London Euston as well. Smart Breath BBC Three Counties Radio. I've got a real passion for donkeys. 8.47 or thereabouts. It's Monday the 17th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Bedfordshire mother feels let down by the East of England Ambulance Service after two separate occasions when ambulances failed to turn up within the recommended time. Taxi and private hire drivers in Aylesbury Vale could have their licences suspended under a new points system if they flout the law. Let's get the weather. Here's Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, thanks very much indeed. It's slow progress, but we're starting to see the rain pulling away now. Letchworth is dry. Baldock is dry. Hartford is dry. Uh, we've still got some around Aylesbury, Vale of Aylesbury and uh, the Chilterns, but it is all spinning off towards the southwest. So an improving picture in the next little while and already some brightness starting to come through. Uh, so we're looking at some sunshine developing and a lot of dry weather through the day today. There's a risk of a couple of showers uh, Mostly they're, they're away from all three counties out towards the south or the east. Top temperature today, uh, 9, 10, possibly 11 Celsius in the best of the brighter weather, 52 in Fahrenheit. A couple of degrees down, though, and where we were at the end of last week. And, in fact, we could get even a little bit colder still as we head towards the weekend. There are signs that some weather from the east trying to push towards us with some uh, colder air with that. Uh, in the meantime, tonight, some mist and murk around, uh, some low cloud here and there for tomorrow morning and uh, pretty 
mostly grey start. It looks like there's too much wind for significant fog, though. Uh, through the day tomorrow, perhaps a few showers just drifting across as late morning, early afternoon, uh, but a lot of dry weather, increasingly uh, the cloud breaking up and some brightness eventually coming through. And then Wednesday also looks pretty much dry, although fairly grey, uh, with a bit of brightness by the afternoon, but uh, turning a little bit colder, as I say, potentially towards the weekend. I've got a real passion for donkeys. Three County Sport isn't just about hearing your team in action. In action. Seals a famous victory here! What drama we've had! It's about the managers. I'll make the most of your openings, and we, we perhaps haven't done that, and, and haven't done it so far this season, if I'm honest. I'm honest. The players. We know we need to be better. We're not being complacent. We'll find a solution that will get us playing how we was last season, how the fans expect us to be playing. And the fans. I'm getting seriously concerned we could end up back where we started. Every day, we bring you latest news on your local team. Wickham Wanderers remain fifth in League Two after a nil-nil draw with Berry. Stevenage lost 3-2 at home against York. Three County Sport, keeping you up to date with Luton, Watford, MK Dons, Stevenage and Wickham every day of the week on BBC Three Counties Radio. Ben's on the line. Morning, Ben. Morning, young sir. Are you well? I'm all right. I'm all right. I've got a bit of a headache coming on, but, you know, we'll survive. What have you got for us? Well, it was just a simple observation about that road sign you were talking about. Can I just say, by the way, we had some, someone emailed in earlier on saying we need more posh people on the radio. Thanks for listening and upping the quota, Ben. Yes, the old people sign, uh, elderly people sign, the, the, the uh, government's older workers champion, Ross Altman, wants to get rid of it. Well, I think it should be an advert for Beware Pickpockets. Oh, go on. Oh, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, look, she b- bodies pickpocketing um, <laughs> that man. Buddy. She's got her hand in, her, in his overcoat. Well, yeah, we, we, uh, <laughs> well, uh, where? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, Ben. Apparently, old people still do it. Do they? I can't imagine anything worse. By the time I'm forty-one, I'm going to stop completely. Oh, hang on, I have. <laughs> lovely, Ben. Oh. Yes, lovely indeed. Lovely for some. Thank you very much, Ben. Um, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to uh, to give us a call. They want so. Why would you want to get rid? Of, that's not discriminatory. That sign, for goodness sakes. No. Some people are idiots. I nearly swore then, and uh, Ross Altman is one of them. Speaking of idiots, bananas. Police confront granny who put racially offensive gorilla in window. Even though, guess how many complaints there were? None. Yay. It was just a passing PCSO who asked, "What's that in your window?" Wasn't it? It's horrible. She's there's a there's a. Oh, black, she's knitted that. Knitted though. gorilla. It's horrible though. Knitted toys are very seldom attractive. No, they're, they're disgusting. For years, Knitting f- Fanatic, and we've got Man Who Loves Donkeys, we've got Knitting Fanatic and Feast has entertained local children with quirky displays of handmade animals from her front window. And have you seen that display? So she's got a gorilla and then underneath it she's got a gnome. I don't know what the gnome's doing. He's, he, he looks like he's chomping on something, but I can't quite work out what it is. <laughs> But then she went and put a gorilla there. Police went, well, bananas. Well done, Andrew Levy. Who they didn't. The they knocked on the door and said, excuse me, what's that? Two PCSOs knocked on the door and told the pensioner there had been a complaint about the black body, warning her it was potentially raci- racially offensive. The grandmother of two said that even after she pointed out it was merely a knitted gorilla called Scylla, she was asked to take it down, a demand she ignores. But now it appears the officers had invented the complaint with their force insisting they acted on their own initiative after spotting the toy during a routine patrol. I think more police officers should um, take people to task over what they have in their windows. Go on. Well, some people have horrible things, don't they? The, the, uh, the flag of St George? 
things. I used to live on this um, housing estate and there was a woman who had a great big bay window. Oh, yeah. And she had it literally rammed with um, silk flowers, like it was some sort of shop. And she also had, um, you know, like those armless Venuses and stuff, all facing outwards. It wasn't for her enjoyment, it was for the benefit of passers-by. And I thought, that to me looks like a fire hazard. And her windows were always misted up as well. The, yeah, the, the the putting stuff in the window to show off to other people is um, is particularly ridiculous, isn't it? I don't, it's weird, isn't it? I don't I don't quite get it. But yeah, why would you put anything in the window? The, the, when people put political posters in their window, or, or I say the flag of St George, I mean it. But what's even worse is when people put um, flag of St George's that they've cut out from the Sun newspaper to put in their window. It's horrible. Why just do, are net curtains still a thing? Um, yes. Have you got net curtains? No. I don't like them. No, I don't like them. It's weird, they, isn't it? They I always grab them. They look grubby, don't they? It's just dawned on me the other day, a few months ago, actually. I've probably not had net curtains where I've lived for, I don't know, 20 years. The closest I had to net curtains were voils. Have you heard of those? Uh, boil, not, boils, voils. <laughs> yeah, they're not quite you as... You can buy them at foils. Go on. They're not quite as um, nylon-y as a net curtain. They're more <laughs> of a kind of... Um... I used to go out with a girl called a net curtain. That's true. It's not. No, it's not. They were more of a, what would you call it? You'd be really cruel if you had a kid called, your last name was Curtin, you had a daughter, you said, let's call her Annette. Yeah. That, would be, that would be cruel. Although there probably is one, somewhere. They were more of a linen. My mum convinced had me. Because I had a pervy neighbour kept peeping in. My mum convinced me my middle name was Gaylord for years. Isn't that cruel? Isn't it? Uh, you had a pervert neighbour? Yeah. What was he up to? Well, because I had a lower ground floor flat. Oh, hello. And so he used to walk his dog very close to the walls. Oh, that's and not Sometimes perverted. I'd look up and Wait a minute. be peeping in. How is that perverted, walking your dog close to the walls? Because it was, there was just grass outside. It was like a little enclosed garden thing. There was no reason for him to be on there. Um, but he used to w- let his dog walk there. And while the dog was walking, he'd have a good old look in and not even hide it. And often he wasn't wearing a shirt, but he'd be wearing a leather waistcoat. <laughs> i got a feeling he wasn't looking at you. He looked like an ageing village person. Ty- rapper Tiny Temper is urging kids to stand up to bullies. Well, that's that sorted then. <laughs> After witnessing a classmate being picked on. Well, did he do anything? The musician, 26, joined forces with the child line. Um, Tiny, who grew up in Plumstead, said, I saw it happening when I was at school. By being there for the kid who was being picked on, I helped him see he wasn't alone. Oh. He will star in a series of clips for the Be a Buddy, Not a Bully. What, you some kind of buddy? Have that, sunshine. That's what the bully would do, isn't it? Well, you, you going to be his buddy? You want some of it? I don't know. I find it very hard to get into the mind of a bully. You slipped <sighs> in there with no problem at all. I did some terrible things at school that I'm thoroughly ashamed of. I can tell you that. Well, you're going to be his buddy? Yeah? You be when his you buddy? marry him, then? Yeah, go, when you marry him, give him a big kiss on his bottom. It's all right. Oh. That's what they do, isn't it, bullies? Uh. Apparently. We've had a text through about the um, Sainsbury's beef. Oh, yeah. Not Sainsbury's beef, which apparently is very good. And so is a lot of other beef from elsewhere. Yeah. But this was about the advert and whether or not it's uh, in good taste to be using that Christmas Day truce. As yeah, it's a, fine. As a way of selling uh, sprouts. Um, Sue says, I was told in Sainsbury's that the World War One style chocolate bar is £1 and 50 pence of it goes to the Royal British Legion. Beautiful. 50%. That's great. If they really cared, they'd let the whole lot go to the British Legion, wouldn't they? Well, they've got, they, they can't otherwise they'd be costing their money. No, it wouldn't. They're not going to make all their money in chocolate bars. What? They're not, are they? McCarpet Martin says, in 1914, football was only 30 years old, was it? No. 
Well, football must have been invented at some point. Yeah, it used to be a scrum, didn't it? So the importance of that match was surely the same as if we played Kabaddi today. <laughs> was football only 30 years old? No, it's not... really old. How old? It used, to be br- it used to be. People used to die playing football. Used to kick it from one end of the village to the other and yeah, fight everyone in between. That's real football. Mm. Bill Cosby, eh? Perverts flash rap. Oh, no. What are you reading? Oh, it's reading the papers, isn't it? Do you have to read them aloud? Student, my fight to have orgasm. Don't fight. A student cannot have orgasm despite seeking expert help. She's got anorgasmia. She's never reached, even though she has a boyfriend and a variety of... of Okay. Why is that in the paper? (laughs) She's speaking up for everyone else who has that. When I get close, it's like a wall is put up in my head and I... Everything that was suddenly repulses me and I can't... Oh, dear. Flipping heck. Yesterday, the son told of mum, Cara Anaya Carlis from Arizona, who has persistent genital arousal disorder. Oh, for heaven's sake. And enjoys up to six hours of sexual arousal a day. If there's only some way that these two women could combine um, their... Powers. Their, their, <laughs> I don't know if it's a power. I was going to say disability. But um, more pictures of Dad's army. Boy, oh boy, I can't wait for that to come out so I can, I can save my money and not go and see it. I can't think of... Hey, guys, should we go and see the new Dad's Army film? What, yeah, all right, yes. It's 12 quid to get in the pictures. What? Yeah, we're going to watch Dad's Army. Yeah, but it's on telly for free. Yeah, and it's rubbish. Yeah, but... Uh-huh. You're going, then? Yeah, definitely. Do you want to come? Uh, busy. Nice one. When? We didn't have time to talk about... Um, uh, oh... Uh, we didn't. I, I'm intrigued. Maybe we'll talk about this tomorrow because I'm sure this is a story that will go on and on and on. This dating guru from America. Oh yeah. Uh, apparently, he tells men to, to strangle women now to pick them up. Now, I I don't know because I don't know anything about this guy, but I can't believe it's as simple as that. I've seen some of his uh, talks. Yeah. Let's call them talks, and they do involve miming, grabbing hold of a woman's head, and, and pushing it into his crotch. Okay. Is he strangling them? Uh, well, he's forcing them. He's forcing them. Well, yeah, but... Buy her a drink. Tell her she's lovely. Ask her if she likes the one show. Ask her if she likes the one show. These are all techniques that have worked on Boily in the past. (laughs) And they will work again. There we go. Thank you very much, team. I think we managed to stagger to the end of the show. Let's get the travel news. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's still slow on the M40 towards London between Junction 6 for Watlington and 3 for Loudwater and also in Marlow on the A404 southbound. It's very heavy between the M40 and Marlow Road at the junction there. In Houghton Regis on Thorn Road it's very slow because it's partially blocked because of an accident between the A5 and Bedford Road. On the M1 southbound it looks like it's still queuing on the speed sensors between Junction 12 for Flittick and 7 for Hemel Hempstead. In Bedford, Elster Road reports that it's partially blocked there because of an accident between a bus and a car. That's at the A6 Amtill Road Junction. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's queuing between Junction 22 for St Albans and 16 for the M40. On the trains, Virgin Trains have an hour delay uh, towards London Euston. That's because of a signalling problem at Watford Junction. And Great Northern services have all services into Moorgate delayed by 50 minutes. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Justin. Excellent work, Catherine. Right, that's it. That's your lot. JVS is up next. We shall be back tomorrow at six. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Local.
local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday. It's nine o'clock and on the big phone-in today. Do you think it's the responsibility of schools to prevent Islamic extremism? 